Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DeathStoreProds.com movies and television podcast. As always, I'm dead. Remember today we have Caveman. <sighs> and Rascal. Hello. You know, my favorite thing about working on the show is when Dead realizes that I'm just making a sound as my introduction as a joke. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> other people would have been like, Caveman? Oh, you okay? But Dead's like, no, he yawned as a, he, that's a bit. We're going to get Yeah, we talked, we, we meant, he mentioned earlier he was tired, so let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have fun here. Yeah. It's a fun and safe work environment. Eh, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's not very safe. You you no. weren't here during the plague of Godzilla's <laughs> Revenge. Yeah, we're not a real company, so we don't exactly have to adhere to the work and standard safety work and work and safety standards. Yeah. We don't have to get like a OSH officer going, hey. We don't even have an HR rep. Have I'm the HR rep. <laughs> If y'all got problems with me, let, them, let me know, and then I will file those in the shredder. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. So, um, also just going forward, sorry if there's weird audio things on my end. I have a fan He's that I have to have currently. on. That I is- fucking have to have on. Yeah, he's currently uh, dissolving into his couch, so... I can't afford a couch, you know that. (laughs) Okay, he's slowly (laughs) dissolving into the collection of materials that he has wedged against the wall in the form of a seat of some form. I'm slowly dissolving into the office chair I got for 17 cents at the dump that might be filled with rats. You paid for it? You'd know there'd be rats in there, trust me. No, like it's either it's either there's a bunch of dead rats or really good lumbar support. I'm not sure, and I can't tell by scent. <laughs> ah, so they're really dead. Yeah, we're talking beyond the point of rotting. No, they could be rotting. I don't know. My chair does occasionally get wet for no reason. It's just the smell <laughs> in here masks any other scent. Oh my god! Uh, that's dead man's corpse scent. <laughs> it's called a rat king. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're here talking about movies and stuff. Uh, yeah, movies. Uh, Those moving pictures that we see sometimes. Yes. One movie we will not be able to get into just because of weird needs to go see movies with like people or like money or scheduling or whatever uh, is Infinity War. Because I'm the only one that saw it. Hopefully, next week we'll be able to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Dead Man, you can't talk in full about the movie, but would you recommend it? Absolutely. Just. Okay. If this is your first Marvel movie, maybe not then. Okay. So there's our, there's our, uh, our current review of Infinity War. Go fucking see it. Um, yeah, I. Come back with us in two weeks' time, and hopefully we'll have seen it by then. I do, I do have like a couple thoughts on it that I can get into without spoiling anything. Uh, okay. The movie, really fucking good. It is one of the few movies that has been able to take a ensemble cast from seven different, from like eighteen thousand different goddamn franchises, 
have all of them work together and have all of them feel like they're from the same franchise without it ever being too like convoluted or messy. Like this movie, like this movie is following fucking like five different storylines in nine different parts of the goddamn universe, and you can tell what's happening to each one at any given time, which is a fucking feat. So congratulations, Russos. Uh, so Thanos, how do, how does it compare to the original Avengers film? Better. Better. Okay. Yeah, I think better. Like that first that first Avengers movie. Um. When I first saw it, I was in that same kind of mindset of just like, oh, fuck, this is the fucking greatest thing ever. Like, goddamn, they pulled it off, son of a bitch. Now, are we talking about the same <laughs> Avengers? I'm talking about the 1998 one. <laughs> <laughs> so I will admit that Peter Quill is no John Steed. <laughs> And there is no line as good as one should never fear of being wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love working here. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that the movie does still hold up. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know anything about Infinity, and if you know anything about the original Infinity War, then you then it would actually it actually makes sense that there's about as many extras in this movie as there is in that fucking Avengers movie. <laughs> That's a joke. Moving on. Um yeah, the movie's real, uh the cast is all really solid. Uh Josh Brolin as Thanos is one of those things I was a bit iffy on just from the trailers and stuff and going into that first scene of the movie, I was also just kind of eh on him. But as time went on, and we actually got to see more of his character, because this movie is more about him than anybody else. And, like, him as a character, not just him as I'm big fucking purple man Gur. It did a really great job of, like, actually humanizing him and making his motivations make sense. He is, hands down, one of the better Marvel villains. Okay. Marvel only has a few truly good. Marvel has yeah. a lot of villains, but he only has they only have a true a few truly good villains. And I actually I feel like they have more than DC. Like off the well, top yeah, of my DC head. has Steppenwolf. That's a negative villain. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos v Darkseid. Um We'll even give Thanos and uh, give Thanos a slight advantage in giving him the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos, hands down, because the Infinity Gauntlet, like, Darkseid is a god; he can't warp reality. Like Thanos does more in this than Darkseid, I think, has ever done. But without the Infinity Gauntlet, it all goes to Thanos. I mean, it all goes to dark side. No, they're about even. They're about even, really? I think so. I mean, dark side does have several advantages, like the fact that he has eye beams that can instantly destroy anything. There's been a lot of things that have not been instantly destroyed by his eye beams. Yeah, but Thanos has been beaten by the regular Avengers with the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, and. He's been out, and Darkseid's been outsmarted by a guy. 
Yeah, but that was Batman. <laughs> Either <laughs> like, way, you've got you got to give a free pass for that because he has because Batman has plot armor. Either way, He's the DC universe is Spider Man. Either way, I'd say they're about even. But getting back to the movie, sounds really good in it. Um, weird, a weird predilection to bubbles. <laughs> you know, okay, there's been a meme going around where people have been talking, like, been posting pictures without spoiling it. A bubble gun is always in those photo sets. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a thing. That is a thing okay. that happened. All right. No context, Can't no spoilers, just, just bubbles is a recurring <laughs> okay. visual. And yeah, um, okay. one of the things one of the things that does bug me about the movie though is this very much underlying uh, like feeling I had throughout watching the entire thing that all this was pointless, largely because Why? largely because like a I know the story of fucking Infinity War, and b with what they do, there is no chance in hell that it sticks. Like no matter okay, what, is... no matter no matter how fucking, no matter how many articles there are out there about this bo- about how bold it was for fucking Marvel to do this, it wasn't bold. It was they were they had a comic story, they made that comic story into a movie, keeping a, keeping the good chunk of the fucking plot beats in it. But they're still a fucking movie company, and this is their biggest yeah, goddamn they're thing. Gonna... They're not going to do anything to jeopardize I, I... it. The big thing with making a serial franchise is it turns into television. And it turns into television in all the bad ways. Yeah, just... We know they're not going to kill Tony Stark off until Iron Man, until uh, RTJ's contract is up. Then there's a chance that they might kill him. We know that they're not going to end up civil civil warring Captain America upside the head. Until his contract is up. Which I think it actually is up after this. Like, we know that certain things are going to remain the same. That they're not going to kill off certain characters. That they're not going to do certain things. If Marvel had the balls and the willingness to commit to actually do some of the shit from the comics in the movies, or... To go a step further, that would be different. Yeah. But they're not going to risk their income. No, they and are they'd not. they'd be fools if they did. I mean, they could do some real ballsy shit in, like, you know, Infinity War, but then they're going to have, like, more sequels for, like, like you know, single hero movies and stuff and go, oh, it was just before Infinity War. Or it's like, oh, and we've retconned it for this one. everyone would gripe. Yeah, it. I, yeah. It would just be. It, it would. It would. It would. It would become like a fucking. It would become a TV show that like is multi seasons long, set over the course of a single actual real world season. Mm. Yeah, no one would be. No one would be pleased with that. It's, Everyone like, would be. Yeah, it, upset it would be. With it'd be like, huh? Spider Man's aged like five years, but it's only been like two months. <laughs> yeah. It would be. It would be like either. I think it was the regular show that did. It. It's like huh, it feels like it's been summer vacation for like three years now. Oh, maybe that might have been Phineas and Ferb. 
Yeah, yeah Phineas, Phineas and Ferb made a joke like yeah, that. Okay, that's what it was. Phineas yeah. and Ferb. I knew it was one of those fucking shows. But yeah, just it it will eventually get to the point where where the franchise if they ever do that, it'll get to the point where the audience cannot physically believe that this that all these things happened before Infinity War given what we see in Infinity War. It is a rule of creation of repeat of repeated media. You don't change things. Like the only thing, like of the movies coming out that that could take place before Infinity War, the only one that actually makes any kind of real sense right now is Ant Man and the Wasp because neither of them are in the movie. Oh, they're not in Infinity War. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, Wasp. Yeah, um, so Ant Man, none of his supporting cast, and Hawkeye are nowhere to be seen in Avengers: Infinity War. Oh, they don't okay. have. I like Hawkeye. Hawk, why, why, why no Hawkeye? Uh, Hawkeye? The plot reason they give was because um, after the, after Civil War, uh, both of them made deals that essentially put them under house arrest. Oh, okay. That's boring. That's and boring as that is, and in that period of time between making the deal and Infinity War, that's when Ant Man and the Wasps take place. Okay. Because it can't take place after. At least okay, I would hope yeah. it wouldn't. Otherwise, yeah. that would be that would put that would be a really dark spin. <laughs> but yeah, Infinity War is great. Um, and end credit scene, the most disappointing I've ever seen. Oh. Oh. Okay then. Interesting. So yeah. Once these two have seen it, we will be able to get into a we will be able to dive into a more deep discussion of it. But until I'll specifically then. not see the end credit scene just to anger Dead Man. <laughs> okay, well at that point I'll spoil it for you because you willingly didn't do it, so fuck you. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. So Infinity War discussion next episode, probably, hopefully. If we don't forget, how the hell we? Yeah. How, how the hell will we forget that? <laughs> Yeah, but one final thing I do want to talk about is actually this. So when, so Infinity War broke a bunch of records with like the fucking biggest opening weekend, fucking whatever. It's fucking big dick awesome movie. It broke all those records before opening in China. Fuck. Yeah. And then after that, then after that came out, um, Lucasfilm, they released an image of Ray, of like Ray's hand handing a lightsaber over to Iron Man. Why Iron Man? Because he's the face of the franchise. <laughs> Iron Man yeah. would be like the worst Jedi. It it was it wasn't it wasn't saying hey Iron Man become a Jedi. It was hey Iron Man here is a symbolic passing of the torch for beating our previous record. Okay, I can get that. I can get that. Yeah, we're just saying hey Marvel, congratulations on beating us. We all are owned by the same company, so this means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. And then it Disney goes back to like the one that came out before that, which was another Disney movie, and then it was Jurassic World, and then another Disney movie, and then another Disney movie. This weird fucking cycle where Disney is just congratulating itself on beating its own records, <laughs> but doing it in a way that makes it seem like it's different companies having like, hey, and we're like, yeah, we're competitors, but it's like a healthy competition. So like, hey, congratulations, we're gonna take you the fuck down. 
which it isn't because Disney is fucking Disney is turning into fucking is it Connie or Tetsuo who goes fucking full psychic testicle in Akira? I think it's Tetsuo. Yeah, they're going full fucking Tetsuo, just absorbing everything into their own biomass. Creating this weird fucking feedback loop where pretty soon everything will be Disney. And that's not okay. Any one of you out there who's thinking, oh, that'd be cool. No, no, no fuck you. That'd no, be horrible. No. Warner Brothers yeah. is one-fifth of Disney, and they already destroyed one country's labor laws. Imagine what Disney will yeah. do if they get even more powerful. I can't believe they did that to New Zealand. Yeah, it's fucked. That's, yeah. Man. Fuck. <laughs> Why do we live in a capitalistic society? Because because capitalism is overall actually beneficial to the people. It's just every once in a while they forget, hey, we're supposed to be improving the lives of the people. <laughs> every once in a while. Okay, most of the time. Fine. Be make like try like be even more miserable than you already are. Yes, that's that's the only reason to get up in the morning. That's a really depressing reason to get up. Yes, it is. It's almost like I'm depressed. You should eat a cookie. I can't afford them. Oh, okay. I was about to say, go, see go, a psychiatrist. Go go to the bakery and like just just like lift one and eat it. You'll feel better before they arrest you. They're all under glass. I can't reach them. Just climb really over. You got really I'm really <laughs> fat. <laughs> <laughs> do do a McDonald's and just climb over the counter and steal. <laughs> McDonald's sell them for a dollar. Yeah. I don't have a dollar. Then just steal I, it. <laughs> I have negative two hundred and forty dollars. Then you can afford to steal one cookie. I really can't. I can't afford a lawyer. <laughs> Okay, moving That's on. That's enough about my horribly depressing poor life. I'm on disability, people. Please support the Patreon. <laughs> so the dead man can I have a cookie and feel slightly I can't slightly live better. off absolute zero's money forever. I need his as well as more people's money. <laughs> I spent everything I have already fucking keeping this bitch up and running. Anyway. Rascal. Yes, do I get to go first? What have you been watching? Okay, well, I didn't watch Jesus. a lot over the past <laughs> time period, but I had to keep some people entertained, which means I watched a couple movies. Um, so, now don't get mad, but no I have not seen the... F okay, I have not seen the first Jumanji that's fine. Get out. Okay, okay. I'm All just right. messing with you. Yeah, Jumanji is... is Jumanji was fine when I saw it as a kid. It does not hold up. No. It, yeah. Like, uh, I will always love it because it's a Robin Williams film, Um, but no, like... <laughs> like you're yeah, young enough that you have a valid excuse for not having seen Jumanji. Zathura is better anyway. Oh, I love I would Zathura. Actually agree okay, with that's that. my favorite movie. That's my Jumanji. Okay. I would actually agree with Zathura being a better movie. Also, Hell, it has better motivation. 
Yeah, it actually it does, does. have the it does it have does. the creepy uh it does have the creepy incest implications. A little bit. But Which lose Yeah, some it does as hey, well. Yep. Funny thing. So the John Favreau, the director of that movie, actually used that movie as his directing practice before taking on Iron Man. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Interessante. Yeah. And actually I do want to ask you, Rascal, why does everyone I hear talk about the movie call it Jumanji? I, I don't know. Because that's how they pronounced it in the movie. Yeah, but it's is an A, and all the all the trailers call it Jumanji. Yes, but everyone in the movie calls it Jumanji. Yeah, but the guy who made GIF says it's pronounced GIF, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, this is another incident of anybody can pronounce it however they fucking feel like it, because fuck it. Language is yeah, ever like, evolving. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you say it, most people get it that you're talking about Jumanji. But now we have to state Jumanji or the sequel question mark. The sequ- it's not a fucking yes. sequel. <laughs> no, okay, I watched it. It's kind of a sequel, but also kind of not. I watched it too. Um, it is not a sequel. It is somebody came up with a script for, hey, people are trapped in a video yeah. game, and then a fucking suit who was too busy sticking his dick into a cactus to fucking look, to like tear his eyes away to see, hey, this is pretty easy script. He's like, hey, what's the fucking board game shit in? I don't know. Actually, what it, here's what here's exactly what happened. Hey, we just came up with this new script. This is you know, prop- this this adventure game sounds a lot like how they described. Uh, fuck, what was that movie? Uh, starred that dead actor. You're gonna have to narrow it down. The funny one, <laughs> Robin Williams. Yeah, Jumanji. Also, no, yeah, it doesn't. Make it Jumanji. Make no, it, it fucking Jumanji. doesn't. Robin Williams describes Jumanji as a goddamn horror movie. There are demon plants and fucking monkeys that will tear your dick off and people eating people. Yeah, but yeah. to a suit, that sounds like a jungle, right? Yeah. And you get into this and it's like, oh, I ate some cake. Yeah. It, oh, I made two characters. We made two characters who are fun to play and actually would be it would actually make sense for them to be main characters in a video game. And then two cunts. <laughs> we made two useless assholes for completionists to go kill themselves on. No, we wrote these two roles so that these two actors could have some fun <laughs> and get a paycheck. It's like, uh, sir, no, you've got to put Jack Black in it. But, sir, we don't put Jack Black in it. Put Jack Seriously. Black in it or so help me. He owns us. <laughs> Just put him in. Just put him in. Yeah, but on... Okay, to be fair, it's, it's a shitty movie. It's not... It ain't top quality, but like it's still. Well, is it know. entertaining? Is my question. It, okay, there's one moment in the film where I started to wheeze and then I couldn't breathe for five minutes. So there's one good moment in the movie. Okay, was that there's from laughter or just from like asphyxiation? <laughs> no. Did the movie start strangling because, you and saying you, you were going no. to? Because you didn't say wheezing positively. from laughter. You just said you started wheezing and then couldn't breathe. <laughs> So it's entirely the possible movie, that your body just started like shutting down in protest to the movie. <laughs> Did the it movie might have been because I was protesting. Okay, I might have skipped the laughing stage, um, and <laughs> I don't know if that was because my body just wanted me to die or not. Um, but uh, just imagine when I think that. about it, just watching a movie so bad that the one funny moment makes your body try to kill itself. <laughs> <laughs> I had that I happen. Be surprised. Yeah, I had that honestly, happen. 
Um, Honestly, my body was trying. It was trying real hard. Um, but it's the moment where Jack Black was like, Oh my god, Bethany, come look at my penis! And... <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's a scene. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hold it anymore. I was like, this... That's too ridiculous. That is it's a scene in this movie. That is a legitimate scene in this movie where all three of the dudes go to pee, and they're all standing in a pee triangle. Yeah, okay. So for, for anyone listening who hasn't seen Jumanji, but I'm sure you've seen the trailer. Jumanji, welcome whatever, to the jungle. Advertising. I mean, Jumanji, the sequel, the second movie, whatever, the video game version. The Guns um, N' Roses song. Yeah. Literally, it's... It's this teenager girl stuck in a man's body, and of course she has to take a piss, but, I mean, she's never had a dick before. So you've got two other men, like, standing about maybe ten meters away, going, yeah, that's how you do it. And surprisingly, so- no joke about how big the rock's dick is. Yeah, there's no there's no size jokes, nothing like that, nothing you'd expect from this kind of movie. But, but- Jack Black... In a girly voice, says, "Oh my God, Bethany, come and look at my penis," and that was too much for my body. Yeah, like it, it is. It is actually genuinely surprising me that there weren't any size, any like dick size jokes, because it's a skinny dweeb going into the body of Dwayne the Rock Johnson and a football player going into the body of Kevin Hart. Yeah, like they That's may have made like a joke. muscles joke. Yeah. This might be the second movie where I ha- would have to have an intermission. My uh, intermission was I stopped watching. Yeah. Like, I- <laughs> I've, I've, I've had the whole, like, back when I was doing Media Horrors, we had to watch a disaster movie. Oh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I think that was a zero. It's- I think we gave it an official, like, no, no, no. But it was our one unanimous one. Like we never gave a, we never had another movie be that bad. Fucking Freeberg and Seltzer. But like we took an intermission during that movie because that's how painful it was. Yeah, I think that movie's like like barely ninety minutes. Yeah, we had to stop in the middle. Had to for our health. Yeah, it's eighty-seven minutes. We had to stop in the middle for our health. God. I mean, no. Well, <laughs> that's a, that's kind of impressive. <laughs> I guess I had an intermission when my body tried to shut down um, <laughs> in the middle of watching Jumanji, uh, but <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so that was that movie. The movie has it a wasn't one on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I th- I'm pretty sure I saw this movie. What disaster movie? What? Yeah, I've There's seen every chance. chance. I've seen There's a ch- every chance. I, I've, I've seen a good chunk of the Freeberg and Seltzer movies because I'm a fucking retard. And I'm just I'm looking at screenshots and getting like. 
you know, like, vomit-inducing flashbacks. Not vomit-inducing, but you know how in like you know how in like movies when they have like repressed memories and then like some they see something and they just start triggers flashes of just like th- of like five seconds of footage that remind them of what happened as they just start like go, go like, just start screaming. Yes, I'm having that. Cause I'm seeing That's about an, how I felt when it started coming back. Because I'm seeing an image of Amy Winehouse with saber-toothed tiger fangs holding a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, that happened. And I'm remembering that entire fucking bit that I think was a, I think was a, in the biggest air quotes I can possibly perform spoof on 10,000 BC. Yeah, that was in that movie too. And then there's the Indiana Jones bit because I genuinely don't know. This mu- this belongs in a museum just so that no one else can ever watch it. Yeah, just like put it like put like a put like a museum out next to the Holocaust Museum and then just like merge them together into just like general disaster museum. This movie is quite literally used as torture in some companies, in some countries and companies. If you don't fall, if you don't tow the company line, they will show you this movie. One of the actors' name is one of the actors' names in this movie is G Thang. <laughs> the actor, not the character. I just had to suppress vomit. <laughs> I actively just had to suppress vomit. G <laughs> Yes, Gary Never... G Thang Johnson. This oh. is a warning to our audience. Never watch. A Freeburg and Seltzer film. Ever. This is a public service safety warning. Because otherwise you might. And there's no coming back. There are zero percents on here. Looking at their fucking filmography. The highest rating they ever got was... Scary movie. I enjoyed scary movie. Well, yeah, they were they only wrote it. Exactly. And they only did the first one. Exactly. Which I think is where they bought Carmen Electra. How did we get start? Oh yeah, because we were, I I was like I'm gonna need an intermission. That's how we got on to Freeburg and Seltzer. Yeah. <sighs> Six people wrote that first movie. It is the hell that never is. Scary Movie 1 had goddamn six screenwriters. Rascal, if you've not seen seen a Freeburg and Seltzer movie, I kind of want to subject you to it. Yeah. But you really shouldn't. You really should never watch a Freeburg and Seltzer movie. Okay. So if we ever suggest a let's watch of a Freeburg and Seltzer movie, run. Run the opposite direction. <laughs> unless we're being just paid to do it, in which case, fucking sit down. Run even yeah. faster. Okay, yeah, unless we're getting paid, like, good money. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is no amount of money that makes it worth watching one of these pieces of crap. <laughs> I say that, but Patreon.com, you do get to pick what hell we have to be subjected to. Yep, just ten bucks. <laughs> I feel like I should put a higher tier in there specifically for Freeburg and Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if you want us to watch one of these movies, you gotta you gotta pay us. It's gotta 50. be fifty. Fifty. Yeah. I was thinking a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Just the second the payment goes through, we're good to go. 
<laughs> oh man. Just so, just so we don't have to have one of those fucking instances where, like, I. Anybody out there who does support us on Patreon, just let you know. At least one payment's got to go through before we watch the thing you want us to watch. If after that you want to you want to cancel, that's fine. We got paid. <laughs> that's the important thing here. Once I check my PayPal and see, oh yes, we have money, then we set up the scheduling. Anyway, fucking, let's go back to talk about the rock's dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't forget about the rock's dick. I'll never forget. I would say he calls it the pebble, but I don't want to insult him that much. No, isn't that his? That's isn't that what we call his son? Yeah, yeah, his son is. Yeah. The, the internet. The internet has dubbed his son the pebble. The pebble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel bad. Actually, for the I think kid. his his birthday is on not the pebble, the rock. I think it's on the second of May. So it was two days ago. Uh yeah, yeah, second of May. He is forty six yes. years old. Oh, wow. So, hey, happy, happy belated birthday, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> I can don't never not refer us. to him as that. Please don't murder us, Mr. Johnson. He won't. He'll just be, he'll just like either burn us on Twitter or just be kind of disappointed. I think he's nice. No, he's a really Aww. nice guy, but like. There, there was, a, there was a fucking image that was spreading around of some dude who was like, "Yo, fuck Jumanji, this piece of shit, and dog shit." And then the Rock just, the Rock just replied to it, "Just yo, burn your ass." <laughs> like, so what dude, else have you like? Been dude's a real nice guy, but he's still a Hello, wrestler, caveman. So I would, no, yeah, he's still a wrestler. You know, um, actually, I made a note when I was actually watching the film is that we didn't necessarily go for his acting. We came for The Rock. Like, we're watching this movie for The Rock. And also Well, then Jack you're watching Black, it for the right reasons. Yeah. We're watching it for Jack Black and The Rock because I want to see Jack Black have a fun time acting like an 18-year-old girl. And I want to see The Rock just exist. <laughs> <laughs> a very good reason. Yeah, I can support this reason. <laughs> I should also know. I was watching this with my mother, so she was very adamant that we were watching this for The Rock, and not for any other of the cast. Okay. God. Okay. What else do I watch? So that's Hi. the really sad I'm... thing. I like most of the main actors in this. Yeah, actually, the I think the only one I didn't like was um. Kevin Hart, and I just—it's because yeah, I'm just not I a don't. fan of him. Yeah, Kevin a... Hart is usually is like, like I like his stand-up. Yeah, I don't like his acting. Yeah. I'm not even that big a fan of his stand-up. Like, I'm just—I'm not—I'm not a big fan of like his delivery and style of comedy. I I, I can't help but laughing at your at his his story when he the story he tells when he's talking about you're a grown little man. <laughs> 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 okay, that's pretty good. But yeah, I, on yeah, a- I think the only, like the only movie where I like watched and like was legitimately like laughing at him, like laughing at the stuff he does, not laughing at him, like laughing at his comedy, was Scary Movie Three. He was like Anthony Anderson's sidekick. 
I'm pretty sure he's the, I'm pretty sure he's the one that cocks a shovel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um those scary movies yeah, no, aren't great, but like, they have moments. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They have funny moments. Just some like solid surrealist comedy moments in there. Like, okay, in Jumanji you had The Rock, who we're here for The Rock, we're not here for his acting. You have Jack Black, who we're here for his paycheck. <laughs> um, yeah, we're here just and, for his paycheck. <laughs> yeah, we're here so he can, you know, have a paycheck. And it's paid either way. Yeah, I know, but I'm here for that. Yeah, but he, he, he does, actors aren't waiters. They don't work off tips. <laughs> I know, I know, but like, I'm fine to like, you know, pay 20 bucks or whatever for the DVD so we can watch it whenever we want. Wait, you paid um, for the DVD? I didn't pay. Oh, wait, no, actually, I think maybe I did. You paid for the DVD gift. and not the Blu-ray? Yeah, we don't have a Blu-ray player. I can't believe you paid for this movie. It was a like, gift. It was a gift. It was a gift you had to pay for? Yes. Was it a gift for well, you was, or somebody it else? It wasn't a gift for me. It was a oh. gift for my mom because it had the rock in it. You couldn't have got her like some fucking raw DVDs? <laughs> no. Just, just find, I'm not just doing find, that in the middle of Kmart. Just find, no, just find like a buddy who was like super into tape trading back in the day, and like get a bunch of VHS copies of fucking WrestleMania. Yeah, I, 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 when he said raw, I knew what he meant, and I knew what it was going to be interpreted as. Yeah, I know. Okay, I took it as the first, the real one. Secondly, I thought, nah, the second way is going to be funny. Look, as far as um, I am aware, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has not made porn, and trust me, I would know. <laughs> Oh, the best part about working at DDP. <laughs> Dead man's expertise on porn films st starring famous actors. Just trust me. When that comes out, I will let you know. <laughs> okay, He'll have watched you. it six times. And finished you twice. Like a, you know, a full, a, a full book report. Um, <laughs> book analysis report. of the shots. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be doing um, a fucking technical breakdown of the cinematography. Yeah, yeah, for my sake. Uh, I've actually no, kind of okay. started doing that. Yeah, it's fun to do that just, when you just, watch I've gotten, things. I've gone to a level of watching porn where I'm more interested oh. in it on a technical level. <laughs> the sad thing, this I've done that. I've actually like started a porn video and then been like, oh, this is this 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 is terrible porn. But the story's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched an entire porno. And just been like, well that was a good story. Now to find something hot. <laughs> it's a warm-up. It's a warm-up. Um, <laughs> yeah, you gotta prime the pump. You gotta prime yourself. Um wait, okay. It was <laughs> It was, Jumanji was a gift I had to pay for. It's for my mum, and then she passed it on to her mum. So now everyone in the family has one. The movie was so bad she regifted it to her own mother. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that like, oh, many thank people, you, sweetie. Here, mom, you take this. I, 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 I yeah, it's good. I love you. Bye. <laughs> uh, so, so because of you, everyone in your family has been directly exposed to the rocks rod. No, he doesn't get his dick out in the movie. 
<laughs> I thought all three of them were peeing. No, yeah, they were peeing. We don't get short. fucking like we don't get him like helicoptering yeah. the camera. <laughs> this is like a PG thirteen movie. We don't get to see the dick. Yeah, it is. It is like it is a wide shot of everybody covered from the waist up, and then nothing but medium shots on all of them. While Jack Black is asking for a female to look at his penis. That's that scene. It was great. Yeah. It's the only good scene in the movie because I nearly died. If this, um, if this scene were to come out at a more tumultuous time in the, in the Hollywood entertainment industry, that might be misconstrued, misconstrued in the wrong way. But luckily point, it's today. Good yeah. Good point. Um, what else did I watch? I also watched <laughs> Ready. <laughs> I will segue this into the next movie. You cannot stop me. I know. Um, Let's go. My next movie I watched was Ready Player One. I've uh, heard that was ra- rather disappointing. Yeah. It. Okay, the thing is, this movie could have been better if VR chat was not a thing. <laughs> If like no, because you could have some VR chat. Okay, I I see videos of it, and I'm like, is it just a chat program? Because I don't watch the video, because I'm like, this this seems stupid. Yeah, is it just a chat program? Generally, it is quite stupid. It's literally if you've seen Ready Player One, it's Ready Player One, but in modern day. So it's like you know, essentially have got VR models. Yeah, from what I understand of it, it is. It is just like a fucking small area where everybody ha- where everybody's mic'd up, but they all have their fucking VR headsets on, and they can look like anything, and it's mapped out to follow a skeleton of the controllers and the headset. Oh, so it's like how every anime thinks like future chat rooms will be. Yeah, it's literally if you ever encountered like a movie. That is the most like, depressing oh, thing to have gotten VR from anime. Speech. Yeah, it's like it's like Second Life, but less. That yeah, is like the it's most. Less. That is actively the most depressing thing to have made real. A little bit, I yeah, kind of. Yeah, some of it's quite funny. Um, like, what if I was ever rigged up <laughs> I love a dick cor- one of those models? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah they would have had to, definitely. right? There's like yeah, ma- there's like map the hands to some straight pubes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. hands to testes. Obviously. <laughs> You're <laughs> You're aware how far away the testicles are from the tip of the penis, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's why they're the hands. Just the hands. It's kind of hard to get a dick to T-pose like that. <laughs> but it's VR chat. You can do anything. Yeah, so just get a particularly. And, and he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be hard. He can be flaccid. Yeah, so just get a fucking dick with a particularly hairy shaft and have a couple of hairs be like you know really weirdly long, and then to have that go around and fucking pick shit up. Or you could um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to be saying this. Yeah, go ahead. You could Say map it. the head to one testy. The di- the like the like the mid shaft of the dick to one hand, and then the other dick, uh, the other testy to the other hand, so that way you can wave your flaccid cock around. <laughs> okay, that would be horrifying because of the graphical glitches. Yeah, like, like, like I don't want like to physics, see physics are one thing, but it's also the image of just a dick 
lopsidedly walking towards you yeah. one testicle first. <laughs> and like the dick like just getting longer as he like opens his arms. No. The, the graphical glitches alone. What if the polygon goes nuts? It no if about it. It already went nuts. Yeah, you're gonna drop you're gonna drop one of the fucking motion ball. controllers and the dick's just gonna fucking like bend in half and reach to the goddamn ceiling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, but okay. So Ready Player One, how many Get dicks on are it, there? Redditors. <laughs> yeah, Redditors. Um, so Ready, I reckon if we did not have VR chat, Ready Player One would have had more suspension of disbelief. Because <laughs> if we, if literally the entire time I was watching is like, we have this already and it's worse. It's not this. Yeah, no like, like way this- in all hell would we be able to do this because humanity is so bad. Well, here's the thing. I think we could eventually have that. It would just take a while. Well, no, it would be literally how we we're doing it now because like they have a whole battle scene where every like this dude like puts up like a proper like anime kind of like we can do this. We need to fight this war kind of speech. Um, you know, in like perfect, you know, antagonistic, um, protagonistic fashion. Yeah. And then everyone comes in their own models and all that kind of stuff. No, fifteen thousand people would be the same character. Half of them would be glitched out, and all of them would be yelling. They would not be doing this in spectacular, like army fashion. They would not be doing that because humanity's dumb. So technical side of things, I can see. I can have the semester disbelief that we've gotten to a point where graphical technology reaches a level where. You can just oh, have yeah, you can just definitely. have like, the models be whatever. The thing, yeah, it's definitely thing, it's kind of like Roblox but better graphics. Yeah, the thing the thing that uh, the thing that I agree with you with and then like not being able to suspend disbelief is that if he if anybody ever did try to get up and want to do one of those things, somebody to call him a faggot, try to kill him, scream out a bunch of racial slurs, then run away. Yeah, like like we already no one have, have sat uh, we there already- and watched that. Like the thing is, we already have exactly what Ready Player One is from what you've described the film. We have Gmod, and people yes. are working on VR mods for Gmod. Literally, we everything we that's have Ready this. Player One, but, we already have. We've well, got it's, it's Gmod, not, we've got Roblox, we've got VR chat. It's not, it's not it. really though. It's it's closer to Summer Wars. Like, you ever see Summer Wars? Summer. Yeah, Birdie made me no. watch it. Yeah, so everyone who has it, it's an anime, mo- it's an anime movie. Um, it is yeah, it's set in the future where the internet is essentially this one application where people, like, develop avatars of themselves and stuff, and it is where everything is done. Business, classified shit, fucking everything. Everything is done through this thing. And that's essentially that's kind of like Ready Player One. And that, that's what Ready Player One is. We don't have that. We just have the internet as it is. Nobody is nobody's out there going like every single person on the planet or a vast majority of them, including some governments and major companies, are using this one VR application. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Yeah. We're yeah. Ready Player One is what we've got now, but in a, a few years, once we've got the proper like tech for it. Yeah. Some motherfucker is gonna. Some piece of shit's gonna release some fucking amazing app that's like that'll like break everything. It'll be super disruptive. It'll be the Uber of the internet. 
Yeah, and like we'll get like VR headsets and like you know VR suits and stuff for like twenty bucks on the shelf. That's when we'll have Ready Player One essentially. Now I'm just now I'm just imagining the fucking like, and it will of- be fields of dicks. Yes, That's so many Ready dicks. Some places there'll be a million Sonics, but they'll be like you know fifteen thousand feet tall and yeah, like have with, green with, shoes. With Ugandan knuckles falling out of their assholes. Yeah, just yeah, that will be. Way. Yes, that will be Ready Player One for us in this dark timeline. But dark timeline. <laughs> We're in the bad timeline, okay? Um, dark timeline. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes, it's entirely possible be- we are in the darkest timeline. We are in the dark timeline, but we yeah but we, we rolled the four and Ready fucking Player Annie's One dead. has. Yeah, we won't be having what Ready Player One has because we're in the dark timeline. Um, the dark so that kind line. of ruined my s- suspense of disbelief. It's gonna be really fun when Wreck It Ralph two. It's gonna be really fun when Wreck It Ralph two comes out, and a bunch of people are like, "That was kind of good," but the thing I just couldn't believe was how few dicks there were in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> I know because they're going on to the internet, aren't they? In Wreck It Ralph yeah, two, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. The movie's called Ralph Breaks the Internet. Wreck It Ralph two. Oh my god. They're referencing oh. that bullshit. Which, who the... F- who, in their right goddamn mind, was like, Hey, Kim Kardashian, come on here and be mostly naked. That'll break the internet. Like, we've seen her fuck. It was yeah. really boring, but we've seen it. And I mean, if you go anywhere on the internet, you you have seen an experienced fall, like... Worse, I guess. I know I've seen some yeah. shit on here. I mean, that movie has Ray. I mean, that that fucking film has Ray J coming out being the, looking the better of the two because at least he fucking puts effort in. <laughs> He's going down like half that half that fucking half that fucking video is her is him going down on her. Well, CJ is like, eh. oh, I feel yeah. <laughs> half heartedly sucking his dick. You know, you probably could review porn, but that would have to be a different thing for the podcast. It's movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, the I individual scenes are going to do because they're just fucking scenes on a nope. website. But I go back and buy a DVD, I, I, then I, I'm validated. I will, leave, I will leave if this continues. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, because like there, there is a line, and you are about to cross it, and I am not going to put up with that. Let's get back to the actual movie reviews, please. Yeah. Yeah, the Kim Kardashian scene's two and a half out of five. Moving on. Okay, ready to play what? <laughs> um, so yeah, so my suspension of disbelief kind of went out of the window for me. Um, but despite that, uh, it's kind of very standard. Uh, yeah, it was kind of pretty standard, like, you know kind of cliche beats and all that kind of stuff. Um, they're very much... It, okay. It's very much like how... Um, I don't know how to explain it. They're very much into, like, explaining gaming culture uh, to people who know gaming culture. Like, you know, all these people are nerds, but they're explaining nerd them to each other, even though they would very much know it. Yeah, like, like hey, that guy just got pwned, you know, like the internet term. 
Yeah, and it's like the the oh, and the main. He's fucking hacking. He he's dude. using an aim bot, which is used to help him aim better. Yeah, it's literally it's like that. And this goddamn main protagonist, like Wade Wins Wilson or whatever, whatever. <laughs> his name's not Wade um, Wilson. Wait, his name's Wade Wilson. Yeah, so he literally he explains it for ten minutes that he's named after like a ca- like a ca- comic book character, which I think might be. Wade Wilson, that might be Deadpool. I'm double checking. But like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, that's oh, Deadpool. I'm, yeah, he was like, oh, I'm named like a comic book character because my dad was a nerd. Okay, his name's like, Wade you know, Watts, and I'm a nerd. Wade oh. Watts, that's it. Okay, yeah, I knew it was like two W's. Um, and like, he's like, oh, I was named like a comic book character, but he spends ten minutes on that. Literally, it's like, oh, here's this explaining something. They do it in the movie, and then they explain it again in the voiceover, or, like, between each other. Um, yeah. My name's like, Wade Watts. I'm like a comic book character like Peter Parker, Silver Surfer, or Reed Richards. In the comic books, there's a lot of alliteration. Yeah, li- li- yeah, like that. Like, oh, it's dumb. There's literally, there's also, like, he, okay, he's... This is the standard, they take like, you know, 20 minutes doing the voiceover in the beginning for the narration to set up the scene, blah, 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 blah. A lot of movies do that. But then halfway in, again, they do more narration when it's not needed. Like, you've done your narration bit, you've gotten your 20 minutes, stop. And then they just add more. And then, you know, they go like, they make a really cool scene, and then two seconds later, they explain what they did for that really cool scene, which ruins the cool scene, because we know what fucked happened, because we watched would, it. Humanity didn't understand the change that virtual reality would bring. Did they? 30 minutes later, talking about virtual reality, and that is the world we live in. 10 yeah. minutes go by. The did scene they, is laid explain, out in this interesting tableau in the most boring way possible. Did they explain leet speak? Because from from the looks from the looks of it, one of the characters has a three instead of an e in their name. They did not, oh. but I also don't think they said these things. They explained a lot in this, like like you know, like oh yeah, totally got pwned and all that kind of stuff. It's like oh Ugh. yeah, you know, oh, we're all striving dogger. to get the most money. But it's Leroy like, Jenkins, um, am I right? Yeah, it literally, it's like that kind of stuff. And it's so, like, cringy to watch, because especially if you've been on the internet or, like, you've played games. Like, some of this, a lot of this stuff is just ingrained in your brain. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I just got called a noob. That's fine. But, like, they explained what a noob is, and they explained it in great detail. And, like, they explained it to someone who would definitely know what a noob is. And, like, <coughs> you just like, got telefragged. Just like, in yeah. O-O-B or N-E-W-B? Because the difference is important. Which one's edgier? Which, yeah, which one? The two zeros, I think, is the edgier one. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I was originally, th- I was originally thinking the E-W because, like, cool. Well, yeah, that's, that's meant cool, to be, like, a newbie. Not, like, new asshole who refuses to learn the rules. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, like, they're they're definitely trying to, like, you know, they're trying to explain, like, nerd terms for the audience that definitely is coming in and not being nerds. Um, Fuck them. So, like, for example, parents. I know, it's like, oh, fine, fuck. But that also means I didn't have to explain the movie to um, the people I took it with me, because they were all far older than me, and they don't know what a computer is. No, you just had to explain why you were constantly going, just, ugh. 
<laughs> yeah, literally. They also, oh my god, they like literally everything. Most of the movie is licensed, so I'm pretty sure most of the budget was spent just buying like franchises, like mascots, because like you know, there's Tracer, there's Iron Giant, there's like a million different, like you know, you know, characters and stuff from different franchises. Yeah, that they but definitely like a chunk of them, a chunk for. of them they didn't have to because this is a Warner Brothers production. Yeah, and they own yeah they own some of them. They own a chunk, but like, like like Tracer in them, yeah. Yeah, they had to pay for, but yeah. Wait, Iron Giant? I don't think they would have had to pay for that. I, I don't think. See, the first thing that comes to my mind now that I'm actually thinking about this is there would be so much porn going on constantly. Oh my god, yes! Like, and they also the address that in the thi- movie. Okay, it gets a few points from me for that. Because that's the internet. The internet is and porn. They didn't address... Okay, they didn't address it like how it should have been addressed. Because um, there's a scene halfway through the movie where Wade Watts, whatever, he's like, he's got the new suit and everything. Um, and like, he gets felt on... Like, you know, he get like, you know, I guess second base with someone in the VR reality. But that's all they talk about. Like, you know, it's like, he, you know, his crotch gets like touched or whatever. And like, that's it in terms of like sex. Oh, fuck you. Online. D- there's. Yeah. You know that, you know that like the second that fucking thing was released to the wide market, somebody strapped a flashlight to it. Exactly. You, you know what? Fucking. You know, people who work in the sex industry, they're like, yay, now I don't have to leave the house. I can do it inside the house. Like, yeah, I won't get, I won't get future AIDS. Awesome. The exactly. moment that the Oculus Rift came out, someone released a periphery that was just a, like, own a hole that would jerk itself. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, goddamn second yeah. that thing was released it, at the next fucking convention or whatever, showing it off, it was that thing and then a robot arm with a fucking tenga on it and some dude sitting there dick in position as fucking Hatsune Miku started touching him. Yeah, yep. Instantly. And they don't address that at all in the movie. They don't address that at all in the movie, except that one time the main protagonist got felt up by his love interest. So that's it. Yeah, and so actually I do have a... There's actually a bit here. Um, yes, yeah, so on the Wikipedia page, they have like a little bit talking about the um, like the actual some of the licensing stuff. And according to Spielberg, they were able to get about eighty percent of the copyrighted material that they wanted for the movie. Oh, okay. uh, they actually like like the, they wanted to have like Spielberg wanted to have um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind in there, a movie he directed, and Warner Brothers wouldn't allow it. Uh, Blade Runner I'm- was off limits because, uh, despite it being an integral part of the book, Blade Runner twenty forty nine was in development at the same time of the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. th- th- so they replaced that with The Shining. <gasps> really? Oh my god, that's a huge part of the movie. Okay, okay. So this movie is obsessed with the concept of an Easter egg. Um, but uh, in this you know, case, Easter egg, a fun yeah. little thing put in by the developers of a game as referencing something else. Yeah, but in this case, it's all about the Easter egg. Like, his whole point is that he knows yeah, the plot one man's is life inside and out. Yeah. So it's no longer a reference. It's more like, oh, it's like, this is part of my will. And it's if a you find basically. the Easter Yeah, it's a MacGuffin, essentially. Um, so, oh, yeah, it's also really creepy. 
I mean, kind of not, because I guess this is how, like, being a nerd and being in, like, part of a fandom has, like, kind of grown into in, in modern day. But, like, it's also really creepy how this one's man entire life and, like, you know, memories and stuff has been documented and have been viewed by, like, millions of people and then have also, like, been, like, studied and, like, you know, memorized by a bunch of, like, teenagers. I, I find it a little creepy that there's a whole museum dedicated to this one man's life and it's, like, it has his personal failures, it has his success stories, it has his friendships, his breakups, it has uh, all of that. It's basically a visualization of his Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But it's, it, it's, like, in the movie, it felt a lot more, like... Invasive? Invasive, yeah. It felt like I was like, oh, this is wrong. Like, you know, it's one thing to read someone up on Wikipedia, it's one thing to do what they're doing. And I was like, oh, this is creeping me out. Well, um, I, I like like just having just having Wikipedia, just have it be in like text and whatever. It it's Wikipedia is all done very clinically. Yeah, there, it, there, it feels there is, like you're there like no, two like, de- steps removed. Yeah, there is no deification or anything. There is no like putting people up on a pedestal. It is just here is here is objectively what uh, what are the things they did and people's reaction to it sometimes. Yeah, and it like it's generally it like like generally it's like you know like it's like a paragraph or maybe like you know like a section of most of what was done. It was done yeah. clinically, so you know it's like two steps separated from yeah. what actually which is, happened. Which is a bit different from walking into a fucking giant ass building with a statue of the man holding his hand up like one of the fucking founding fathers or some bullshit and saying, "Here we have the life and times of some dickbag." Yeah, and, like, you you can literally step into the scene and, like, you know, stare at his face and, like, like yeah. actually get, like, a full-on recording of it. It's, uh, it and feels here, wrong. And here we have an image of the man shortly after losing his virginity. Come, step closer. Just look into his eyes. Here is a video of this middle-aged man after his breakup... You know, and him eating noodles. We don't need to. We don't need that. This isn't. A, this shouldn't be part of his. You know, Wikipedia page. But I guess it's in his immor- like immortal museum he's got going on. And here um, we have some diapers that his mother failed to throw away properly, and thus were maintained. <laughs> and here we have yeah. his fanfics. All of yeah. his fanfics. Sorry, the pages are oh, kind of crusty. That's it. I don't know why, considering <laughs> okay. the digital button. <laughs> okay but to be fair okay you know how there's like you know there's a separation of nerds of like nerds who write fan fictions and nerds that don't touch fanfics yeah yeah this dude okay it's all of the perspective of the latter like i don't think any of these people know what a fanfic is or like know how to like create collaboratively in a property that is not their own. They can only they only know things and they state knowledge and analyze, but they don't It's like there's nothing It's it's not a fan it's not, they're not they're not it's cuz it's not that's cuz it's not being written by actual fans of the material. It's being written by people who say, "Hey, those numbers are really good. If we put them in our movie, our numbers will be good." Yeah, yeah, it's literally like that. And then I and I think that's just how they wrote the characters as well because the characters aren't, you know, they're not like they're not like nerds who are interested 
in being fans. They're nerds interested in the, like, you know, the knowledge and the trivia of it all. But they don't, like, have a proper, like, grasp of it. Um, Which is so weird because, like, in any other space, you know, that's, like, one in, like, maybe 12 like you know from like with people like i interact with and it's like it's so weird to see that and that's the only thing in this movie and that like you know you don't see like a 13 year old girl writing fanfic about you know iron giant and sonic getting it on like you know you you don't see that in this movie and i that's so weird oh sonic you Um, I read one of the fucking weirdest ones of those of those kind of things. It was a sequel to Zootopia. Oh, that I'm going to assume oh. it was porn. Um, almost. It was. So, it was about a murder. Okay, so it actually had an actual plot. Okay, yeah, that involved. Like a fucking gazelle who was part of like a hit squad or something in the in like the in the, some kind of war, going okay. around and murdering this people, and it okay. also <laughs> explored the developing romance between Nick and Judy, and included well, a scene they where they were friends. both called in by their watch commander, who then read off Nick's internet search history. Which which started out as very steamy. Yeah, which started out as you know innocuous stuff about rabbits. Eventually, getting to you'll watch this rabbit get fucked hard. (laughs) Um. And then they're they're on the they're on the way to a crime scene, and yeah, she's like, "Yeah, let's fuck." You know, okay, for our listeners, and then it just goes away from that. And now back away from the porn that I tried to direct us from <laughs> it's earlier. It's not porn, though. There hasn't <laughs> been a single different. penis. This is tasteful. <laughs> it almost is. They're almost actually trying to make this a real thing. Tasteful my ass. No, no, it's, I have it's, read... as, it's as tasteful as smut can be. But yeah, I've yeah, if, I've if read you like, if you non, like strip away the whole their children's characters thing, this could kind of work as a really like as like a mid tier noir sex thriller kind of thing. Uh, that's how we got Twilight. Stop talking like that. <laughs> Actually, You're not because wrong. of fan fiction, that's how we got Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Twilight um, was birthed from whole cloth in a masturbation session. Yeah. And then... Uh, and Fifty Shades of Grey was born out of fan fiction. I was... Okay, while we were talking about this, I did bring up Archive of Our Own, or AO3. And, uh, you know, it was looking through... My fan fiction tabs. But, but like, it was very weird to watch a movie that didn't have that aspect of, like, nerddom um, in it. Um, yeah, I don't read fan fiction. I don't judge the creators of fan fiction, for I have myself created a lot of fan fiction, but I don't read fan fiction. Just because, like, I'd rather read the stuff that's actually, you know, been published, because it means that that person is probably good enough to be published. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> yeah oh honey um, i can hope given my career yeah you, yeah you can hope but 
Yeah. Uh, um, but I yeah. I to so Elementary School definitely... published a book. It's not good. Yeah, I know. The same thing happened to me. Another person um, I went to elementary school with start, tried to fucking put out a hip-hop career. The one music video he did was terribly shot, terribly edited, and the sound and the music itself was 75% a chipmunked version of a popular radio tune with trap snares under it. Oh, fucking Christ. That That's made music. me want to write a rap song just to prove that I, a person who has never fucking tried to do hip-hop shit, can do it better than him. <laughs> I've started just doing random, like, freestyle <laughs> bars, just walking around my goddamn house. <laughs> you glad we've now moved away from the smut? I am learning how to you do hip-hop through spice. I actually prefer this conversation, genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of my fu- well, none of the people um, I've gone to school with have gotten into current porn, so I can't learn how to do that better out of spite. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but I think... Oh, well... I don't know about primary school. Actually, no, probably. Anyway. <laughs> I did not come from a good primary school. Um, but Ready Play One, you know how you mentioned... Okay, bye, caveman. Um, <laughs> have a good night, good night's sleep. Um, Wake up and it's your but turn. But you know how you... Yeah, you know how you mentioned The Shining and like that's how the, they, that's how they re- had to replace another movie? Yeah. That is a big part of the um of the movie Ready Player One. Um, it's okay. There's a very odd kind of okay. So there's obviously a love interest kind of thing going on between um the like main female lead and the main protagonist. But Wait there's a also minute. a second. You mean to kind tell of- me that the main character of a modern movie has a love interest? Yes, I know. How odd and strange. <laughs> Do they spend the movie building up their relationship by just like not having them have any real chemistry with each other and just say they do? Yes. Oh my gosh. Have you two seen Ready Player One? <laughs> I've seen a movie before, yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's pretty standard for modern day romance, which means it's horrible. Yeah, it means it's not uh, romance. Yeah, it's not romance. It's like, oh, you guys, you know, are, exist in the same room. Yeah, Maybe it is. one of you flirts. Yeah, it and is. Then is a writer has two action out. figures of the main character, main love interest, and then it just says, now kiss. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. Or more like, oh, let's fondle and then kiss. Yeah, yeah anyway. Um, but that is The Shining. That is a big, like, there's a whole segment, like, because they're after the Easter egg, they have to find, you know, the keys to find I the door. I just love the disdain in your voice whenever you say Easter egg. <laughs> Honestly, this movie made egg. me hate it. Yeah, this movie, this movie made me hate like Easter eggs now because it's like Ugh, <laughs> all I can think of is this movie. Um, if I find all the Easter oh eggs, God. then I'll be the owner of Gearbox. <laughs> Take that, I Randy. Die. Oh, <laughs> um, I, 
well, you know what? After I've seen the movie, I don't think that's that scene, that like part of the movie, could be replaced with anything else. Oh yeah, the romance. Um, so of course there's the standard modern day romance between the love interest and the protagonist. Blur, disgusting. Fine, fuck off, writers. Yeah. Um, no names, just but just archetypes. Yeah, just no, here's the role you yeah, play, it, fucker. Yeah, here you go. Here's your name tag. It's not my name. It just says love interest. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's who well, you are. Well, there now. you fucking go. Um, Back to one. <laughs> um, but there's also the romance between the the dead game developer who <sighs> made the Easter egg and made VR chat for the future, and um, I think it's called the Oasis. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Oasis. Yeah, the Oasis, um, which makes me think of Second Life for some reason. I guess because it is Second Life, man. Similar names. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a similar thing. <laughs> like sec- Second Life, culture. their stated goal before it turned into twerk parties and dicks, and the fucking there little, and fucking little boy mayor twerk parties and there was a goal other than twerk parties and dicks. Yeah, have you ever seen Monster yeah, Factory? I think there was. Yeah, no, <laughs> dog should vote. So, go see Monster Factory. It's amazing. I'm scared. I'm scared now. It's it's about two. Oh no no no! No, it's it's about the McElroy brothers, um, going into video games and trying to break their character creators. Yeah, it's hilarious. Final Pam. And then yeah, then create their own me. narratives from their characters and the other things they break in the game. It's an amazing watch. Like honestly, yeah. if you feel down, or how like much sick, meat can we make him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon it's a better medicine than like you know, you know. I guess like Panadol or something. Yeah, like you'd make the McElroy brothers better. are fucking great. They are. They're amazing. I love them. You ever hear Justin's fucking oh. updates about the Sherlock Holmes video game franchise? No. Yeah, for like three years in a row on the Giant Bomb E3 wrap up shows they do they do they do every year. Uh, they had ju- they had Justin Griffin on there, and Justin would like regularly update with update them about the development of Frogware's Sherlock Holmes series of video games. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, it uh, shows up talking about Sherlock Holmes Five, making the games for ten goddamn years, and nobody knew about them. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I feel so bad for poor Griffin because he's backed himself in the corner as being the vor man. Um, yeah, just bananas. <laughs> the vor came before the banana thing. I'll just say that first. Is that from Griffin? Is um, that from the amiibo corner? I think the amiibo corner may have, you know, fueled the fire. Uh, that, great, like, that, that, bana- that banana thing happened the day before he went to go play fucking Sea of Thieves. That involved just shoving a banana into your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're not doing a podcast about. No. The McElroys. Yeah, the McElroys also. I think, they I, left, I think they just left Polygon, so. Yeah, they have. So that um, website's not for dead any now. bad reasons. Aw. Yeah. I mean, they still have them as guests on their videos. Yeah. And then Nick Robinson left because of sex allegations and crimes, maybe. Yes. You know. Yes. The industry. <laughs> the sweet, sweet entertainment industry. Um... Uh, so yes, yeah, so there's a romance between the dead game developer and uh, his best friend's wife, um, which which you might be thinking, oh, 
Really? No, it's not like that. Um, Actually, I'm know. thinking that this is this this is literally plot by numbers. Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's like plot by numbers. Really, it yeah. Um, so this game oh, developer he numbers. dated plot by numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could. Um, yeah. Sweet gange by numbers. Uh, <laughs> this uh, this this game developer he dated this, his best friend's wife before she became his best friend's wife. That might have been because of their falling out. I can't really remember. I was quite disappointed by the end of the movie, so I might have gotten you know more distracted with the popcorn. Um, uh, but yeah, literally the whole journey these people have to go through in order to get the Easter egg is um, essentially this one man regretting his love life choices, which is odd. I would rather that it wasn't about him fucking up the one person he ever dated. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's essentially it's a movie about this one dude dying, and then he's a dumbass and left his company, a very popular and very rich company, into the power of whoever can find a MacGuffin that he calls an Easter egg. <laughs> um, there's so much venom. So, so much Oh, I hate this movie. I hate this movie for what it's done to Easter eggs in my brain. Um, and yeah, and it's obviously, it's a lot of, if you know things, you go, oh, I know that, because they license things out. And, uh, yeah. Also, hey, movie. so, fun fact, also, also from the thing, um, so, the Iron Giant was originally supposed to be Ultraman. Oh. But they couldn't get you the rights, so they made him Iron Giant. You know, it was quite odd that, you know, because <sighs> the Iron Giant in his original source material, he's kind of like, you know, he was a war machine, but, you know, he's, he's great. kind of like... Iron converted. Giant's amazing. Yeah, he was a... He was... Yeah, Iron Giant was he's amazing. The boy. But in this one... Yeah. But in this movie... He just didn't. There was no soul. There was no. There was no soul. Well, yeah. Have you Duh. seen a movie? Did you? Did you yeah, think I'm there no, was but soul? Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> there's a soul in a movie. I have to believe. Please. Yeah, yeah. There occasionally is, and like Steven Spielberg has done that really well. But this is not a Steven Spielberg movie. This no. is a Warner Brothers corporate marketing move featuring Steven Spielberg. How did yeah. you not realize from the get that this was going to be a soulless piece of trash? The second trace, I think I the, was the just they too showed, mad about the Easter eggs. The second they showed a trailer for the movie, I knew it was going to be soulless. You can't have this yeah. many interesting characters in a movie that isn't who framed Roger Rabbit and not be soulless. <laughs> Roger Rabbit yeah. was the last one of these that was like, oh, this actually has like heart and thought put into it. I think I was just so, like, I was just groaning every five minutes at the movie. I forgot that it was meant or not meant to have a soul. Man, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was so fucking good. That was such a good movie. 
free, and it will never happen ever. again. No, it is one of the it yeah, was one of the it, few movies that I can like safely say with a near hundred percent certainty they will never try to remake. Yeah, and I think if they did, people would definitely like righteously throw a fit. Well, no, they they can't. Like there is a there is a scene in that they movie can't. where Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse are on screen together. My favorite thing about that movie is that it made the writer go back and change the ending of his book. <laughs> yeah, that 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 movie that movie changed the entirety of the story of that goddamn world. Because like in, like in the original movie, um, in the original book, I mean, uh, the tunes when they talked, uh, they didn't actually say words; it was just speech bubbles. And oh, yeah. the Roger oh, we were wait. following is dead. The entire book. Like, we're technically following a ghost. <laughs> you know how, like, you read in, like, history books and your textbooks and stuff, and you go, wow, that would have been a wild thing to witness, and we'll never experience, like, you know, there's nowhere in all hell anyone would ever experience that again? Yeah. R- Roger Rabbit's are wild event. Yeah, it's our summer of love. Yeah. <laughs> it's our Woodstock. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that was replay one. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, oh, I actually okay. You know how I said the next time I'd watch a series, it would be Altered Carbon. Did you watch Altered Carbon? No, I lied. I watched a series on of unfortunate events <laughs> instead. Okay, let me just make a note of that. <laughs> I was like, I I think I I think I had to choose between the two of them, and for some and reason you made I the wrong the choice. Unfor- I know, yeah, because I really want to watch Altered Carbon, and yet I watched a series of unfortunate events anyway. Um, but it was still pretty good. I mean, for a second season, I think it still held up. Oh, the second season! I didn't even finish the first season. Oh really? Oh yeah, I was I not mean, that big a fan season- of it. Oh. I mean, it's quirky, I guess is the best. No, like, like quirky, I can handle. I, I yeah. fucking love pushing daisies. Oh, God, me too. Want to talk about fucking quirky? That bitch assaults you with quirk. I... <laughs> no, it's, um... But, like, okay, you know how Stranger Things, it was a very, like, good first season, and then... Second season kind of like dropped off a little bit. It wasn't up to it. I think I think the second season holds up well enough. Yeah, it holds up well enough, but it like I wouldn't say that it's the same kind of. It's not the first season of Stranger Things. Well, yeah, it kind of can't be. Oh, I mean, the first I know season of Stranger be, Things, but, like, like, but, like like even like like going going into it, nobody really knew what it was, so it kind of blew everybody out the water, like, oh, fuck, this is, like, the 80s, but, like, good. And, like, yeah. like even stepping, even taking a step back from that, I feel that it was, I feel like it, even then, like, even then the second season couldn't really do it, because it's a sequel to a mystery. Yeah. But, like, sometimes you'll find things that, like, you know, movies and, like, TV series and stuff. Like, I find with most TV shows, the second season is usually better than the first. So, like, 
sometimes there is improvement, but sometimes there is not. Yeah, well, it, uh, that's all, that was like, um, I think... The I'm going to cite the steady decline in almost all of the CW superhero shows to counteract that little uh, argument there. Fair, but like, like, I think you're thinking more of um, like standard TV shows where like, where like it is yeah. like, like, like Stranger Things. They went into that with, hey, here's the beginning, and middle, end of this story. We have this many episodes to do it with this amount of time for each episode. Let's go in and do this. Whereas with regular network television, it is, all right, so we're going to get 10 episode order. We got to do this, this, and this. And then halfway through, we might get an additional six episodes, maybe an additional 11. Who knows? Yeah. And then, and then going into the second season, it is, all right, we have a full 22 episode order. Let's fucking do this. Mm, yeah. Whereas Netflix, like, I think we- yeah, Netflix is just Netflix. The first season of Netflix show is the second season of regular TV. Season of British TV, yeah, yeah. I think it's purely because of the like the platform and how they have to like you know deal with that. I think that's they have to kind of like jump off the first. You know, they, essentially, they have to get rid of the first season and make the second season their first season. At least production wise, which is yeah, pr- yeah. But but more but more yeah, shows started like going for the more like miniseries style model. That's largely been for the best. Like I'll be talking about a show about like that later. But we got something like The Sinner, which was just like, hey, we have eight oh, episodes. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Or um, um, there's another one that came out recently that I can't fucking remember the name of. But it was a similar, okay. it was a similar kind of thing of like, we have six episodes to tell the story we want to tell. Let's do this. Yeah, it's like, oh, you have ten episodes. Go. Um, but I feel as though because of that, like, a second season on Netflix is really a third season of a show. And a third season is never as good as a second season of a show. Well, so all I, you can do really hope. It- we'll, be, we'll be getting into that later. Yeah, okay. So all you can really hope for is that, oh, I hope it's just, you know, it maybe hits the same, you know, kind of, you you hope for the best that it's the same as the first season on Netflix. A series of unfortunate events, it pretty much is. Um, it's very much like the first season, uh, but it, like, you know, it's the same kind of quirkiness, it's the same kind of, like, formula, um... Uh, but it also moves the story along, uh, story along as well. Thing is, I haven't read the books, so I don't know how well the adaptation of it from the books to this series is. I read the um, Wikipedia entries for the books. <laughs> Which, okay, yeah. Then, yeah, I, I haven't read a real I, book in 12 years. <laughs> I started reading a real book. I haven't finished it. This isn't the books podcast. Yeah, we no. fortunately don't have one of those. <laughs> we don't have a book club um, yet. Oh god. I would yeah. Um I mean it was good. A series of unfortunate events was good for a second season. I don't know how to really add to that because like, you know, it's still just as quirky as ever. Like Count Olaf has his disguises, which is funny, you know. There's all the alliteration of everyone speaking, which is, I guess, funny. Um, Patrick Warburton. Yeah. They're all actually, you know what we we are learn we are getting more plot like um we're getting more information on like the 
backstories and stuff, which I don't know is a, a, a part of a book, a part of the book series, but it's like very much like, oh, this has actually got like plot now, when before it very much felt like we were just following these two children, like, no, sorry, these three children on their adventures. Yeah, come on. You know, I know she's day a baby, but Sonny's there. Yeah. Her teeth are really sharp. Well, no, I, I forgot about, um, Violet, I think is her name. <laughs> you forgot about the main character? I forgot about the main character. I um, I could never forget about Sunny. Oh, I love her. Um, oh yeah, they definitely, they definitely explain Featuring Violet. Yeah. And Claws. Um... Oh yeah, they definitely explained away how Sunny grew from an infant to like a toddler in like an instant, which was funny. I thought that was, you know, because of course, you know, babies grow. So I want to know that. How did Sunny progress from an infant to a toddler in an instant? Okay, well, do you want the boring one? <laughs> okay, I'll give you the boring one. She grew up because of production. Okay, the quick one. Um, how they explained it in the show, they were like, oh yeah, we've been waiting here for a very, very long time. Um, and that's how they left it. <laughs> that is the greatest explanation. <laughs> we've been waiting yeah. here long enough yeah. for this baby to age up a whole year. We get to season we get to season three <laughs> yeah. and like Cloud and like Klaus goes through like a very sudden puberty. It's like, hey, we'll be right here. Come back. We've been waiting for a very long time. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they pull it off again, but like that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the season and it like it holds to that uh, tone. It'll, so- just, it'll just go like fucking how I met your mother. <laughs> yeah, it turns into that. Yeah, it just it was like, <laughs> we've been waiting here for eight goddamn years. <laughs> I haven't seen the sun. <laughs> Please, I need to eat. No, it's been ten minutes. <laughs> um It's like we we've been, yeah. fu- we've been fucking si- we've been fucking sucking moisture out of the couch cushions and eating spiders we find in the corners. We've definitely eaten whatever the couch is made of. The only one I've seen is, for eight years it. is my sister, and it's causing thoughts. <laughs> oh, no, please don't. That is a line. That is a line from that fucking bit. Um, you haven't, you like, haven't you seen know. it. It's like it's like I think like uh, like an alternate ending or something like like some kind of like it was it was essentially just like it was essentially just like a bit. To promote the ninth and final season of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the ending of How I Met Your Mother. It's I terrible. Think, yeah. Oh, good. I'm he glad ends I up with seen Robin. Oh, okay. I saw that mile away. Of course, everyone did. But everyone yeah. assumed that since it was a show about, hey, How I Met Your Fucking Mom... It wouldn't be the story of how he started banging the kid's aunt. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> um. The mom was barely but yeah, a character. Like, she was just Ted with tits. Didn't she like die off camera or something? Not off camera. She died on camera. The in the fucking like last episode. The last episode was just all right. So yeah, like, we're gonna we're gonna fast forward through the next twenty five years of your fucking life. Where pff, mom's dead. Just 
But okay. Hey, you want to see this blue French horn I got? <laughs> That's the ending coda. The ending fucking coda is Ted standing outside Robin's goddamn apart with that blue French horn. That roll credits. And that's the end of a show. God, Ted fucking sucks. I wasn't going to say it greatest. Yeah. Ted's yeah, the- he's a scumbag. Oh! I mean, Neil Patrick Harris is in How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. completely forgot. You just remembered that? <laughs> I just remembered that. He was oh. one of the few good things. He, yeah, it was one of the. I was like trying to think of the good aspects of How I Met Your Mother, and I was like, it's Neil Patrick Harris, of course. And then that finale also kind of fucked him up. Mm. Yeah, because uh, it is. It's Barney being Barney or whatever, and then I think he and Robin get married, then they get divorced. And then he finds out he had an Ugh. illegitimate daughter, and then the second he sees her, he becomes a dad and reforms his ways. Ugh. And then becomes what the show has regularly portrayed people who have kids are. Which is I mean, perpe- which is perpetually hungover despite not being able to afford to drink anymore and just sad. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Neil Patrick Harris is a fun goddamn time in a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, he's, he's kind of given the most to work with. He's in PH. Yeah. He's kind yeah. of replaced like Johnny Depp for a, for a lot of people for the guy they would go gay for. So, yeah, I mean, sorry, he boys, not... he's taken. <laughs> yeah, he's taken by another dude, which is they awesome. have a lovely family, and the internet would fuck them both to death. <laughs> 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 yeah, because that's the internet. <laughs> the internet's for porn. <laughs> oh. Hey, going back to How I Met Your Mother. Okay. For those who don't know, Neil Patrick Harris, Neil Patrick Harris's husband, played Lily's ex-boyfriend in that show. Oh, that's an interesting fun fact. Yeah, the sad, li- the sad yeah. little man that kept trying to get Lily back from Marshall. That's Neil Patrick Harris's husband, the father of <laughs> both of their kids. I've I like one thing that really like I always want to know is how do married couples deal with the inherent jealousy that comes from seeing your significant other kissing someone else naked in bed with someone else like I'd really well, okay. like to ask like I'd really it's like to just in get Hollywood. an interview with a professional actor or the spouse of a professional actor and ask them, how do you feel about the fact that your loved one was implied to be naked in the scene with this other individual? Well, they're probably how on do you set feel that everyone how do you feel about everyone in the world seeing your hubby's ass regularly? Well, <laughs> well I believe they're actually on set for all of those. Yes, but that doesn't yeah. make it less like the awkwardness is still a thing that I have yeah, questions yeah, it is. about. But like, oh well, that's where my I questions think... come in. Not are you allowed to stare at your hubby's ass while they're awkwardly grinding against someone else's crotch for fifteen minutes? Well, the thing is, when you're when you're okay, when you're doing those kind of scenes, um, you know, like generally, you know, it's like tasteful because you know kids may or may not be watching. Yeah. Um, generally, if it's like if it's one dude in bed. Generally, that dude has like. A I I cock. know how I know how sex okay. scenes work. 
I've been in theater for years. I want to know their personal feelings, not how it works. Well, okay, but if you're thinking like, oh yeah, the husband that I love and whom I am gay for, you know, no, is like, no, you know, I, I know what he's going for. It's the, with- I know what he's going for. It's the emotional thing of like, hey, I know this isn't real, but it, but they're acting like it's real, and that still brings out real emotion. That's but what I'm I talking about. If I was in that situation, I wouldn't be able to take it seriously because I know my husband's in a bed and he's got his cock in like some tights. <laughs> Nah, it, it like, was, you nah know, he'd, he'd be wearing jeans or something. Any bit that isn't on camera is fully clothed. Yeah, yeah. like I would, I would find that funny, not like distressing. So maybe that's how most actors take it. They just take it with a pinch of salt. But how about the? But how, how about what about what about the non-actors who are just like, yeah, I understand this, and like I, I understand it on the intellectual level, but I'm not in this industry, so I don't have to deal with this really. So fuck, man. I'm just watching. I'm just watching my husband, the person that I love, make out with somebody that is infinitely more attractive than I am. Maybe that's why celebrities have so many divorces. <laughs> Maybe that might be it. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't be surprised. My, I watched my if, husband like, fuck too many people on camera, so I think we should get divorced now. I think yeah. my husband loves fucking on camera more than he loves fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> What can I say? Those um, the, what can I say? Those fucking penis ca- those penis fucking things are very comfortable. The, the <laughs> cock socks. <laughs> cock socks. I, I feel like the cock socks are kind of like silk yeah. or velvet li- in on like the interior. Like it's probably really expensive, but like you know, I appreciate that they go that extra mile for me. My I dick is very important to me. I think the props <laughs> guy has a crush on me. <laughs> Yeah, and then you go over and you go over like the ladies, you go over like the ladies fucking um their their stuff and it's just a very ill-fitting bra that like kind of matches their skin tone but not really. Nah, it's green. They're just going to photoshop in yeah. the rest of the breast. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll just yeah. They'll horrifically out, green. Yeah, they'll just key out the fucking thing and put in their skin. No, no, it's it's another dude in a, like a full-on green suit and then they just photoshop in the lady. <laughs> Post-production. Yeah, the dude's in a green morph suit with a wig on. I think yeah. that NPH would ha- be more worried, given that they're gay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, what, no, what it is like since his, since his husband's also an actor, they just act out the scene with his husband in a full green screen morph suit. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they photoshop okay. a woman in post-production and then everyone's like oh the sex scene was so tasteful the actors were so in love and consummate it's like, yeah. professional <laughs> <laughs> oh good god almighty <laughs> there's a reason we don't make movies <laughs> not yet seriously Hollywood oh. hire us yeah, hire me. I'm gonna have call qualification soon. Hit hey, me up, dude. Hey, hire me. I'll work for less. Hey, hire me. No, I'll work for a living, <laughs> like a living wage. I'll work for two hundred dollars a month. I can't beat that. I can't beat that. <laughs> also, pizza. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm qualified, maybe by the time anyone <laughs> hires me. I'm not qualified, oh. but 200 a month. <laughs> I'm still waiting for one of our ideas to get stolen and made into a proper movie. Because you know, I know it's going to happen. 
Yeah, I'm, and like, then we if, if we ever do do that, I'm worried that it's going to be like they'd be like we released the fucking podcast or whatever. Six months later, they announce a movie based on the thing, and then our shit gets taken down, and we get a copyright strike on SoundCloud because of it. Yeah, no, that's what's gonna happen. And then yeah, I'll try to go fuck, and I'll try to go and fucking appeal it, and then I'll get a fucking like they'll either get a note back that is just some fucking form letter saying like hey person thank you for doing this here's our advice for how to do de- how to not get copyright material don't use copyright material or i will explain the situation <laughs> to somebody and then get a response back that is somebody condescendingly explaining to me how their service works no what will happen is i will get in contact with the various lawyers i know and use the fact that we've published this online which makes it automatically copyrighted to sue the asses off of anyone who doesn't actually you know Pay us the proper funds for it. I can't afford lawyers. I know several lawyers, some of whom would do this pro bono, like getting paid off of anything we get paid. So, fair do, warning. Do you think any Hollywood. of your lawyer buddies could beat the infinity lawyers a movie studio has? It's not even a beat. It's a, they will pay us to go away because we have, like, the law is quite literally on our side. Yeah, but when does that when does that stop movie studios from doing bad things? It stops them all the time. They don't lose the cases; they just pay the people to make the case go away. Yeah, and that's where we come in. That's we all we give money. a shit about. All I give a shit about yeah. is getting the money. I don't want the credit. I just want the money, bitch. Yeah. I want. I want the fucking podcast to go back up. Fuck it, it's one episode. <laughs> yes, but it's one episode, and we already have a strike from something that they won't tell me. So if we get another one, nobody can download our tracks. Back to talking about movies. These are the things I worry about. God damn it. (laughs) Um, I also watched, I have not finished. uh, I watched two episodes of The Alienist. um, Oh yeah, that fucking thing. Netflix. Yeah, this is also based on a book. Um, but I mean, ugh. it's the L Fanning vehicle, right? Is what? it L or Dakota? The L. I don't actually know. I think it's L because I think Dakota is either dead or not acting anymore. What the fuck happened to Dakota Fanning? I have to check this out now. Oh, it is Dakota Fanning. Okay, she's not dead. No. Good to know. (laughs) I just, I love, I have this mental image now of, okay, we've got to remove them from the dead list. God damn it, celebrities always not being dead when I think they're dead. She's two years (laughs) younger than I am. That is weird. Wasn't she in, like, The Cat in the Hat? Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. In 2003. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it is, is her, weird. definitely. I just looked at a picture. Um, oh, yeah, the alienist. It's kind of, okay, so an, to explain, an alienist is, like, pre-the word psychologist. Um, essentially. Essentially, this just dude is go like, is watch um, Brack, uh, Murdoch mysteries. They talk about alienists. Yeah, I, I'm sure someone else understands this far better than I. But like, 
from what I've watched, essentially an alienist is a dude who's a psychologist before they invented, I don't know, psychology in a field as a field of medicine. Um, but this particular alienist uh, is involved in catching penises. a killer. He's involved in penises. Uh, there, well, okay, sometimes. there are some penises involved. Um, it's the TNT. Specifically, they're <laughs> specifically they're cut off young boys. Because um, essentially, that's what the killer does. The killer finds uh, what they okay in the show they say boy whores. Um, <sighs> oh lord! Yeah, Taiwanese lady boys. Yep. Oh no. Um, oh no, wait, this is New York so, in, the, in, the, in the 19th century. They can't afford Taiwanese ladyboys. Yeah. No. This, this is, this is um, just child prostitution. The worst version. Yeah, ch- yeah, yeah, it is child prostitution, and this killer kills child prostitutes. Um, I'm two episodes in, by the way. It's a 10-episode series. I'm sure the, the mystery will last for 10 episodes but i'm two episodes in and i'm like okay they've given us a lot to deal with in terms of like who the killer is this um, this is weird like i'm i'm oh i want to read the premise to you from wikipedia okay read the premise to me yep on wikipedia okay is this, this the book for the t or the tv show this is for the show okay yep so, the psychological thriller drama is set in 1896 when a series of gruesome murders of boy prostitutes has gripped new york city Newly appointed police yes. commissioner Teddy Roosevelt. Yes, it's Teddy ca- Roosevelt. Calls just upon Doctor yeah. Laszlo Chrysler. Yep, uh, yep. spelled really That's German. The alienist. Um, a criminal psychologist and newspaper illustrator John Moore to conduct an investigation in private. Joining them to join yes. them in the probe is Sarah Howard, the headstrong secretary to the police commissioner, as well as the Jewish yes. twin brothers Marcus, Marcus yes. and Lucius Isaacson. So. Yes. Uh, so, so, so it's a, shrink, a side a, show? So a shrink, a cartoonist, a secretary, and twin Jewish cops. Yes. This sounds like a sideshow act. It sounds like a sitcom uh, yeah. or the beginning of a really bad joke. Yeah, yeah. I Honestly, it, it's wild. Because, like, I guess... No, they have cameras. I saw cameras. I saw cameras in the show, so this isn't like pre the camera. No cameras. Um, cameras were a thing for a while there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so of course it's an illustrator has to take these, or I guess has to draw these illustrations of these horrendous murders, so that the doctor can know what's going on. Um, Man, Family Circus started yes. out really dark. <laughs> Um, um, there is, of course, a headstrong woman, because, you know... Word. There's only so many women you can write, apparently. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the past. What are you going to do, right? If you write, if you write like, an era-appropriate woman, then it's horribly sexist, because the past is horribly sexist. Yeah, but it's also a means of fiction, so, like, you can go nuts. Um, well, if, but, you go, if you go too uh, nuts, then the internet will get mad. Oh, the, 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 the internet's all about porn. Um, and I did check AO3. There is a lot of fix. Okay. On this How many show. of them involve the boy prostitutes? Not a lot, but a few of them are about John Moore and the alienist, Laszlo. Laszlo Chrysler? Chrysler? Chrysler, Kre- that's Kr- it. Kr- 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 
they say Chrysler, but then sometimes Theodore Roosevelt says Chrysler. So I think that's just a Teddy Roosevelt thing. Also, Teddy is Theodore Roosevelt as a police commissioner. Um, I don't yeah, know that, a lot that's about. That's the most um, interesting part, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know a lot about America, land of the free, blah 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 blah. Uh, but was he not a president? He was the pres. He was president, but <laughs> he, he also did work with the police between 1895 and 1897. Wasn't he a Fed? Oh, okay. Uh, let me check. He's yeah. I'm, I, I don't know, know one, a I, lot about him. No, wasn't that uh, Dwight Eisenhower? Um, One of the presidents was in Hoover. that was either Hoover, yeah, Hoover started the FBI. A little, a little over. I think it was in the nineteen forties. I think like forty-seven, forty-eight. Anyway, that's when FBI. Oh, okay, um, okay. Actually, yes. Uh, so, yeah, let's see here. Um, in 1894, a group of reform Republicans uh, approached Roosevelt about running for mayor of New York again. He declined mostly due to his wife's resistance to being removed from the Washington social set. Soon after he declined, he realized that he missed an opportunity to reinvigorate a dormant political career. He retreated to the Dakotas for a time. His wife, Edith, regretted her role in the decision and vowed to make vowed that there would be no repeat of it. William Lafayette Strong, a, a reform-minded Republican, won the, won the race, mayoral race, and offered... Roosevelt opposition on the board of the New York City Police Commissioners. Yeah, Boom, we yeah, just qualified this educational content. Yeah, Roosevelt <clears throat> became president yes. of the board of commissioners and radically reformed the police force. Uh, he implemented yeah, regular that's inspections. Okay, that's literally what they were on about yeah, he, in the show. Yeah, he implemented regular inspections of firearms and annual physical exams, appointed recruits based on their physical and mental qualifications rather than pl- political affiliations, established the meritorious service medals, and closed corrupt police um, hostelries. You know, literally what you described there, that's what Theodore Roosevelt is doing in the show. Wow. Awesome. That's so cool. Um, hey, there's yeah, some history for your asses. Educational yeah, programming. Bitch. Next episode, Whoa. bootlegging. Word. <laughs> we can now be citing um, yeah, sources for your college papers. Boom, bitch. Seriously, yeah. Prohibition is one of my favorite eras, so whenever I get to talk about it, I'm just like, ah. Yeah, yeah. And here's how you make a moonshine still. Ah. Oh, favorite thing. <laughs> He's had, a, he's had to set up um, a false. He's had to set up a false bookcase to hide your bar behind it. I could actually tell you how to do that and do one that won't leave horrible scratch marks on your floor. <gasps> he's had to map out your local sewer systems. <laughs> That's unnecessary, and will leave a foul taste in the alcohol. What I'm you do is you. It's not what you alcohol. do is you. You bring the alcohol in regular. That's for people to get out with cops come. Oh. Yeah. I mean, fair. Yeah. Fair. Um, the yeah, you give, accents. You give them fucking galo- yeah, like, hey, like, hey, everybody, come down these stairways. There's galoshes for you to rent. I'm still waiting for you to run a Call of Cthulhu game so I can be a rum runner. I'm fucking <laughs> learning the system. Um, there, uh, the accents of the show can be a little. I know it's like the 1800s and they talk like that, but um, yeah, see, it's sometimes. Yeah, sometimes the 1800s. Yeah, no <laughs> it's not the 1800s <laughs> but um, definitely when you hear it you go like oh okay yeah alright then yep this is the 1800s this town I guess. ain't big enough for the two of us they're not cowboys <laughs> wrong hey, side of the country Teddy goddamn yes. Roosevelt is in this and he was a fucking cowboy 
He's not a cowboy, though, in this series, which is like... Uh, Once a cowboy, I, always I a cowboy. <coughs> it feels wrong, because I know life, I have a picture of He didn't choose the cowboy life. The cowboy life chose him. Yeah, exactly. But he's not a cowboy in this one. He's like a, a thin kind well, of like... my fucking presidential nuts. <laughs> he's kind of like a thin, um, doesn't... Like, you know, doesn't quite know what well, he's doing. Of course he's staying. You, kind think, of... you think a fucking cowboy can earn enough to make a living to be fat? <laughs> yeah, I stay thin under them Dakota sons. <laughs> he's not the real thing. <laughs> okay. He's not the Tony, Teddy Roosevelt we all know and love in this series. That's what I want to say. But he is doing yeah, all the things we I'm just listed off in Wikipedia. So... In the show. So, like, if you want, oh, I don't know, like a, you know, a reenactment of what he's doing, I'm maybe here, you can I'm here to reform the police structure in the city of New York and also set up my legend as an amazing person. Yep. <laughs> I'm Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> um, God. Uh, <laughs> you're not too far from the accent. Um, Boom. I'm going to bed. <laughs> good night, Kevin. Have a good night's sleep. Um, I'm a motherfucking <laughs> voice actor now. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. You're really not, but I'm sorry. I'll get there um, eventually. I have, a, I have an account and a website for people to audition for roles. Oh, if you practice hard enough. No, I'm not going to do that to you. Um... <sighs> Hey, I'll have but, you know, I uh, have a, I have a not particularly offensive Australian accent to get fucked. <laughs> no, that's really bad. Fuck me, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but is it offensive? Uh At least maybe. he didn't lead in with "Good day, mate." Crikey! Oh, good day, mate. Yeah. Crikey! Fosters. <laughs> no. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Dingoes. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if you go far enough. I'm. If you go Rock like beers. twenty minutes. Oh man. Mm, yes, de- definitely, certainly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so wh- what else you been watching, Rascal? That's. <laughs> I have a list. Um, the Alienist. I watched two episodes about Theodore Roosevelt's in it. Uh, there's two Jewish. Uh, detectives, and they're very upfront about the fact that they're Jewish, which is like, okay, nice. Um, they walk up and say, Oh, you call the crime scenes, it's not even kosher. Oh. <laughs> no, okay, there is there is one scene where he goes, I'm oh, going I to offend every flavor of white people available, get fucked. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, he, he immediately goes, uh, I like, don't, I, oh, they're, they're- there's one that you haven't offended yet, and you really need to, given the time period, and I don't want to say it. Is it Italians? No, it's the Irish. There are Italians oh, in this as well. Oh, you fiddly dee potatoes. Oh, okay. I knew that was yep. coming. I knew it. The moment I mentioned I- the Irish. The first dead body we see is a dead Italian boy, by the way. Okay. Um... Yeah, no, but the first scene with the Jewish detectives, he, like, the doctor is like, oh, you know, are you sure you can hang out with us? And the, the doctors go, yeah, they don't really want us at the station. And then he goes, why? It's like, oh, we're Jewish. That's why. It's like, oh, okay. That's how we're introducing these people. 
Um, like, oh yeah, the past sucks, right? Yeah, it's like oh yeah. I mean, it's not you know this is before World War Two, but fuck man, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's still not great. Yeah, it's still not great. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a bit of gore. Not too bad. It's not like Hannibal level. Hannibal yeah, this Lecter is this is still a TNT gore. show. Yeah, but there's still gore. Um, like you know, we see like you know empty eye sockets. There's like a pig head involved at one point. Um, oh, we word. see some guts. Yeah, word. Um, and uh, yeah, but I mean, it's very boring. Uh, you could definitely be watching something else. Uh, I would suggest Westworld, maybe, if you want that, like, kind of, like, similar kind of... If you want this action to make a bit more sense. (laughs) I swear to God, I know where to get a high-powered sniper rifle. Not that (laughs) high-powered. Like, I've talked to you, I don't think you can afford the rifle and a flight to Canada. I can hitchhike. I can hitchhike. You can jump a fence, too. <laughs> you don't There's have no a fence between here and Canada. We don't have a fence yet. <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah. I could walk to Canada if I really cared. Which I would be willing to do if you pissed me off enough. <laughs> and then you'd probably drag me into a live D&D session. And I'd be like, wait, I'm here to kill you. <laughs> okay, here, wait, let me quickly roll up a character. Roll to attack. Can I play a bard? <laughs> I'm going to play a bard, guys. Yeah. Now, now it'd be like, yeah, your high power rifle. I'm like right next to you. It's like, all right, roll to attack. But, at, but, it's, at range, but it's ranged at fucking, it's, range, it's a ranged attack at melee. So you got a disadvantage. <laughs> but I have a point blank shot. Yeah, that's not how this works. <laughs> Damn it! They took that feet out. Yep. Yep. Definitely. That yep. is the most. No. Uh, unless you're unless you're using, like, using a crossbow, then the crossbow works still there. I will gripe about D and D when we do our D and D podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so that was the Alienist. I've watched two episodes. Uh, don't watch it. Watch something else. That's my right. review. Um, I also watched John Mulaney, Kid Gorgeous, at Radio City, um, which is a comedy special hour from Netflix. Yeah, I've seen Um, a few John Mulaney bits. Yeah, I mean, John Mulaney's funny. I think he's the, I think he, the comedy he has is the comedy of the youth, so the youth like him an awful lot. Ah, you youths. I yeah, enjoy John Mulaney, and I'm not one of the youths. I constantly complain about being an old man. Yeah, fuck the youths. The youths are assholes. <laughs> yes. Out there talking about the fucking are. fidget spinners and their fucking vape rigs. I think, actually, I think John Mulaney is the first major comedian I've ever seen to become several memes, um, which I think is a feat. No, there's there's been a few memes out there. Tosh, Daniel Tosh was one. Uh, there's a Kevin Hart meme. Oh yeah, I mean. Yeah, Kevin Hart's Kevin Hart's like a staple reaction gif. Yeah, he's a staple reaction gif, but he's he's I, the I pre think... he's the pre white blinking guy. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. A lot of John Mulaney's material has turned into memes, which I think is funny because um, but yeah, but it was a good. It oh, was also, a good Mitch Hedberg session. Oh yeah. That bitch got memed so goddamn hard he died. 
<laughs> oh no. Um, but yeah, that's what I've watched. It's now you guys' turn. Alrighty then. So, speaking of Westworld, I watched Westworld. <gasps> Yay! That show is interesting. Is it wild? Uh, kind of. Like the so, Wild West? So the thing that the thing that kind of interests me the most about it is the way they form a linear narrative by telling a linear narrative non-linearly. Did what I say just make okay. sense? No. Half of it. I understand. Okay, half. so I mean, are you talking about like a memento kind of like storyline? Not line? memento. It is. So, so all the events that are happening are moving in a forward direction. One, one but, thing, yes. y'all motherfuckers didn't know that I wa- that I've heard, that I've watched Memento. Fuck you. <laughs> That's to our audience who thinks I'm not at all cultured. Um, no one in our audience thought that. No, no you talk to me that. regularly. They they thought that. <laughs> they thought that. But yeah, so it's actually now that I think about it, it is it is a bit Memento. But it's not like a movie told backwards. It is so. So there's kind of like three main points in time that we are following. Um, mm. One of them okay. is about one of them is 35 years before the ostensible present. Okay. Uh, and that is Dolores, our kind of main, our main robot character, uh, talking with Arnold, the guy who kind of created the the software and helped build the hardware that this whole park thing was based on. Then it's a few years after that, I think like five years after that, uh, where it is Dolores and her adventures with William, a young man who is who is coming to the park for the first time with a with his brother-in-law and how the two of them begin developing a relationship and like falling in love and fuck or whatever. And then there is the present time period where Dolores is kind of back to being just regular host and whatever. Not really conscious of what's happening, while another host is beginning to gain sentience, while a guy who's dressed all in black is going around the park trying to find the center of the maze. This puzzle and game that he believes is built into the park that he's been seeing symbols for everywhere, but isn't is not percent sure what it means and wants to wants to have that be his last kind of thing that he does. So all these stories hmm. take so all these stories, like I said, take place at different points of time. One of them at the present, which is our future. One of them thirty years in the past. One of them thirty-five years in the past. Okay. Yep. But we don't know any of that until the end of the first season, when it's revealed that all these story beats that we've been following, that for the most part have been like edited and told in such a way that it feels like one continuous story, is actually three different stories taking place at three different points in time. Oh, okay, so that's what you mean by linear, but not linear. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they've taken all these different stories that are taking place at different points in time and stitched it together to make it look like one cohesive time period. Like, they're essentially running it like um, like William and um, the Man in Black are two separate characters. When, spoilers get to the end, they're the same guy. Oh no! Yeah. Okay, yeah. Young yeah. Jimmy Simpson grows up to be a grows to be a disgruntled Ed Harris. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and it actually is really. And once you get, get to the end and like see, <laughs> once you get to the end, and kind of see how that all plays out. It makes 
a lot of sense because the robots, they, they kind of bring this up um, where the robots, they have like all their, me- like all their memories are, co- are, are constantly getting wiped, but they're leaving like remnants behind that are being seen as dreams for some of them. Then if those memories are unlocked or something, then they're able to recall those memories perfectly because it's just playing back a video file basically. And with robots that are getting close to like gaining for real sentience, they there'll be there'll be like something, some little sound or some little tick that like sets them off and then they go back and kind of like begin replaying that movie and it and it can like have an effect on their like mental state in the present. Like one of the, one of the characters, Maeve, uh, she is having a flashback of the man in black murdering her daughter in a previous iteration of her character. And then somebody's like, "Hey, man, are you okay?" And then she just instinctually like slashes out, like she did, like she does in the dream, and accidentally slits one of the uh, other robots' throats. Cool. <gasps> What's the insurance like if you're okay? So it's obviously you've got people, and then you've got robots in the yeah. park. What happens if a robot like hurts a person? Like, uh, what's there the are infinity things set up to stop that from happening. Okay. All right. Yeah, so like, it's the whole yeah. That was one of the big of points of the original West World is like it's impossible for the robots to hurt people. <gasps> oh god, the robots are hurting people. Hitting people, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like um, yeah, the robots themselves they they're able to like build punch and kick and stuff and like kind of hurt you that way. But they will intentionally like, hey, I'm going to go stab you. And then once the knife begins going forward, they will stop and kind of hold that pose long enough for the person who is about to be stabbed to, you know, break out of the grapple or move out of the way so they don't get stabbed. And then once they're safely out of the way, then animation resumes. And like with guns and stuff, the guns they have it set up with uh, this kind of ammunition called simunition, I think, that is basically magic. So when you fire it, it fires at the speed and rate of a regular bullet. But then when it goes to hit a person, it slows down to the point that it just feels like you got hit by a small pebble. Hmm. But if you go to hit a host, which is what they call the robots, then it goes like a regular hmm. bullet. And, okay. determine, and it determines all of this at the point of impact. Oh, okay. They're not in VR. This is like real life. No, th- this, is, this is a for realsies thing. So yeah, okay. for anyone who doesn't know, Westworld TV show from... Jonathan Nolan, uh, the kind of more interesting Nolan brother. <laughs> like like Christopher Nolan, yeah, he does all his weird art, artsy shit. Jonathan Nolan does all that, but also delivers like really good, solid week-to-week storytelling and like grounded characters and stuff. Because he also did Person of Interest. Oh. Which is great. Okay, yeah, Person of Interest is great. And yeah, so Westworld, uh, it's based off a movie uh, written and directed by Michael Crichton, a longtime sci-fi writer, uh, which is about a theme park that is essentially like a pioneer village, like a frontier village, where instead of having actors, it is robots. And it's essentially just hedonism. Just people pay fucking like 40,000. I think I think they said the, I think they said the show was like 40 grand a day to head to this world where you can rape, murder, do basically anything you want to these people and have it all be consequence-free. What would you do if you were in a Wild West 
Pioneer. Uh, yeah. I would find the shadiest corner and sit in it until I got to leave. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't. You wouldn't go for like a an adventure in the in you know in the countryside. I don't I guess, like the sun. Horse? There's no point because there's no consequences. Yeah, that, that's all this Does is. Does that it make is just, sense it, to me? Like, like it, do you? No, no, like, it, no. It totally makes sense. It is like no matter what you do, nothing you do here has any purpose or impact because they're not real people. There are no consequences, and those people that you just did all that horrible shit to will have forgotten all about it and be back doing the same shit you saw them doing earlier in a matter of hours. But for some people, that's enough. Like these, like these robots are for all in, for like all intents and purposes, as far as they're concerned, people. They feel like people. They act enough like people to be convincing. And it is, yeah, it's just they are there to fuck and murder. And the robot and like the, the people who made it, um, they go out of their way to make these people to make these robots as people as possible. Like, you shoot them, they get for real arterial spray going and shit. When they fuck, Ooh. they oh. feel it. That is awesome. That That is awesome. So I guess, like, psychologically, there is consequences to what you do. But, like, on a it, yeah, personal it's like, it, like level. I said, it's, it's just going, in, it's going into basically Caligula world. It just everything is, you're able to do fucking whatever you want, indulge in whatever fucking horrible baser instincts you want, and then you can leave. Which will have some level of impact on you, as it does on William. Because when he first comes to the park, he is just like, Meek, I'm just going to be whatever. I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by the time he's about to leave, he is slaughtering robots en masse. He has taken his for real world brother-in-law, tied him naked to the back of a horse, and just sent that horse riding out into the desert. The real desert. Yeah, what about... Okay, so f- okay for all so, if you looked at a host and a normal person, you would not be able to tell the difference between no, a no, host they and a they have okay. they have painstakingly gone into detail about how they get how they go through like making these people as human as possible, and mentioning that their robots started passing the Turing test thirty five years ago. So, what if you try to do something with someone? Who isn't a host and who's another person? Uh, they, I believe they, had, they, had, they didn't really get into that, but I believe that there is some precaution set up. Like we see, we do see that some of the hosts, like they can like go into essentially defensive mode and just turn into like assault bots. We're like, oh, you're doing that shit with a, we're doing that shit with a person. Well, let's just stop that. Okay, all right. So then, how did dear old William get away with? Uh, because all the horrible sh- because uh, well all the horrible shit he was doing it was like in the early early days of the park. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And also, he had killed all the robots bef- in the area before doing any of the shit he did to his brother-in-law. Wild. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's really interesting. It is a show that is all about these robots becoming people. It's a show about the evolution of AI and yeah, yeah, the, and s- the fact that you're, you know, you're these people are dabbling in things they don't quite understand. 
because yeah, it, they wanted a lark. It actually it's kind of it's kind of interesting just thinking about it as a D and D player. <laughs> yeah, it's like extreme lark essentially. No, yeah, no, this world is D and D. Like like one like one of the main things they do. Um, like like so uh, so Arnold, kind of our main guy or like our main dead guy, who set all this up. He set up the idea of the maze, which is just this theory about leading a robot to self-awareness and sentience where here's the, here's the imagine it as a pyramid where like, or like it's um like I had three steps to it. It's like, I think it was like memory improvisation and then self-awareness where he'd be able to get, where he'd be able to get people up to, we'd be able to get his robots up to the improvisation stage where they're able to see and react to things in a way that is believable for the characters they've set up for them. Mm. But then, but then they can't. But then they, but then he was never able to figure out how to get them to the, to the self awareness level, until he start until he stopped thinking of it as a pyramid, started thinking of it as a maze, just this winding bunch of bullshit that could get them out to that that could that could lead them to the center of the maze where where self awareness is, or it could lead them just back out to the walls where they're just going back to being dormant fucking robots. And so much of it is. Is just thinking. All right, how much of this is the robots actually becoming self-aware and getting free will, or how much of it is it them believing they have free will, following a script that was set up years ago? Because a uh, very good question. Because we're yeah. kind of following two main robots as they're going through this: um, Maeve and Dolores. Dolores is our main character. She's kind of the face of the thing, played by Evan Rachel Wood, and. She is the one who gets the most focused and the most focused on the actual maze itself. Because she's hanging out with William, who becomes a man in black. And she's also the oldest host in the park. The oldest still active so host in the park. She's been there from the start, really. Yeah, she's been there since Arnold was there 35 years ago. Arnold made her. Whereas, whereas most other robots were made after Arnold died, which I kind of, I kind of really want to get into how that happened because it's really interesting, but I think it might be a bit much, a bit deep. But yeah, the journey is yeah the journey is just following Dolores as she tries to achieve self realization, and seeing her just going through the maze over and over and over again through all these loops and trying to break her own loop. It's really cool. Uh, the other one, Maeve. Maeve is the one that's a bit iffy on whether or not she's actually fully awake. Because when it starts out, she is beginning to like wake herself up um, and, and when she's in like safe mode and stuff and has, and has like, you know, essentially forced to... Westworld employees into servitude for her. Uh, two butchers, the guys who work, the guys who work down at the body shop, like patching up and like, patching up or just disposing of damaged hosts. She wakes up and realizes, like, oh hey yeah, everything's fucking fake here. All this bullshit's fucking terrible. And she forces these two guys to help her, uh, named Felix and Sylvester. <laughs> And as they get further into it and she starts like actually going through her plan and stuff, we see that somebody 
with Arnold's login info has been tampering with her code, making her more self-aware and more likely to rebel against the system she's in. Oh, well, okay. But that just brings up, like, you know, more questions of, like... Yeah, how much how much of know, this how, is her and how much of it is her yeah. programming? Yeah, like, how true is self-awareness if you program the computer to be self-aware? Yeah, that, that's one of the interesting things about this show. And uh, with, uh, with someone like Dolores, Dolores is, I think, the closest to becoming, like, fully actually realized. Because, like, with, with Arnold uh, and how he programmed her... It was kind of more like, hey, I got this voice in your head kind of leading you in a direction you want to go. And eventually, once you achieve like self-realization, that voice will become your own voice. You'll start making your own thoughts. With Maeve, it's becoming that because uh, it was when, when we didn't actually see her like full programming. But when we, when we started like getting into what her programming was in terms of her escape plan. It seemed to be like, yeah, she would just get on this thing and just go. But then she, uh, then she actually gets off the train, derails her own escape plan to go back and try to find her daughter, who is in a different part of the park. So, going into season two, that'll be a thing of, like, how much of this is Maeve and how much of it is Arnold programming in Maeve. Mm. Mimo Dolores is starting a robot uprising. Because at the end of the season, she murders Anthony Hopkins. Kind of brutally. Oh, God. Awesome. Yeah, like, Anthony Hopkins is there giving out his new storyline. Because, like, yeah, because this game is just a big D&D game. Like, all all the robots are NPCs that occasionally you will go and interact with one, and then they'll give you a quest line. And then they will be, they'll be kind of going around acting as your guide, acting as your meat shields. If you get enough of them, they're acting as your fucking fodder, as you're just strolling through, being better than all of them. And sometimes that you have to kill because they annoyed you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, so yeah, so he's like doing his whole big thing. Um, everybody, like, there's a bunch of investors there and people from Delos, the company that owns Westworld. But I'm like, well, yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah, fucking watch this dude shoot this dude. It's great. Hey, can I shoot him? Sure, go ahead. Want to see him a dick? And then Anthony Hopkins is up on stage talking about his next storyline as Dolores just very slowly walks up behind him, gun behind her back, then brings it up, shoots him in the back of the head as he's drinking. So the bullet goes through the goes through his fucking skull and destroys the glass in front of his face. And she begins just fucking gunning down people in the crowd. Whoa. As the as every host that is there is just standing there watching her do this. And it's kind of great. It is really well acted from everybody involved. Uh, the the writing team behind it, they are they very the writing and editing guys. They very much know what they're fucking doing with this show. Everything in it feels very deliberate, even if it does sometimes feel a bit like intellectual jerk off kind of material. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Just feels like it's getting up its own ass a bit with like talking about consciousness and stuff, but you, it it's a thing that kind of comes with the area. You kind of can't talk about yeah. You can't you, can't, you kind of can't you, talk about the singularity on an intellectual level without sounding like a dickbag. 
Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't talk like like. Oh, what is it like to be God? You know, to make things like this and like not sound like a not be pretentious. Dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really good. I'm really looking forward to seeing where the second season goes. Uh, that's the se- second season's about I think like a little like around halfway done already because it's ten episodes. But yeah, Westworld. It is really fucking cool. It'll be interesting to see how they incorporate the other worlds, like Samurai World. Because that is a thing. That is a that is a bit that is touched on incredibly briefly in the first season. Yeah, as Maeve is escaping, yeah. they run into Samurai World. And it's just a bunch of fucking robot samurais cutting dudes up. And she just looks around. And he and just looks over to Felix and he's like, it's complicated. And then gunfight happens. <laughs> That's the part I'm looking most forward to, Samurai World. I'm looking forward to Future World. I'm not interested in Future World. Oh, come on, man. Ray Guns. Whoa. Yeah, it would be... Ooh, Ray Guns. Yeah, just go fuck full Ray Gun Gothic. You're going to Ray Harryhausen picture, I don't know. What would be your favorite world to, like, have then, Cayman? Honestly, my favorite world? Um, fuck. Um, if there was a fantasy world, there was Ooh, a world where like I could go world. magic missile people. Yeah, okay. I've already said my piece, but uh, I'm very much for the retrofuturism, Raygun Gothic kind of thing. Nerd. Just everybody in Yay. big stupid fishbowl helmets and robots going, danger, Will Robinson, danger! <laughs> now, do they have two legs or four legs which form into two? <laughs> Uh, they have two legs, but they're kind of on wheels because the suit isn't really designed to bend. They have six <laughs> nice. penises, and that's how they maneuver around the world. Tank trends. Deny location. <laughs> no, no, they, ha- they have they have them on like a floating disc that has rings of light pumping it out from underneath it that keeps it floating. Floating dicks. Just Hell yeah. They're flying because of the great gazoo. <sighs> Anyway, moving on to the final thing. Uh, I watched Vampire's Kiss. Oh, well, I mean, that's not really a movie. You can just... <laughs> you can just watch two Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> what the hell is Vampire's Kiss? Vampire's yeah. Kiss is one of the most memed Nicolas Cage movies. Oh, okay. it's a Nicolas Cage movie? Yes. Okay, now I have to look it up. It I've is never heard of this at all. Uh, do you know like the Nicolas Cage you don't say face meme kind of thing? Let me look up a picture for you. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that came from this movie. You don't say. Yeah, this is a movie about Nicolas Cage's character, a a agent at a oh, yep. an agent at a literature publishing firm. Who is slowly going insane thinking he's turning into a vampire. That's an actual thing, you know. That's like an actual No, yeah. So it starts so it starts out with like him going and talking to his therapist, talking about like his old narcissistic thing. Uh then he goes to the club and picks up a girl. They head back to his place, and as they're about to start fucking, uh a bat flies into his apartment. He starts trying to swat it down with a broom. After a while he fails to get it, so they decide to go out and do something else. Next day, talking to his therapist again, he's like, yeah, so I brought a girl home. A bat came into my apartment. 
The bat gave me a boner. <laughs> he then like has a hallucination of a vampire woman showing up and like biting his neck and draining his blood as he's then like, oh, I'm a vampire. I like, ble- believes he's starting to turn to a vampire all the while being horrendously abusive to one of the secretaries working at his firm. Just like being the worst to him, just like being the worst to this woman. Just uh, it's the woman. It's uh, the woman who played the main female in Running Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Can I remember her name? Yeah, she, yeah. He's just like, hey, I need you to go through every single submitted work that we have on file and try to find one by this one guy. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I have like I have like plans tonight. Can we get uh, can, like can I get some help on this? He's like, no, only you. You are the worst person here. You are the only person that I could like shove this fucking bullshit work onto. You absolute garbage human being. Just constantly verbally abusing her, beat like talking shit to her at all times. Uh, when he when he like is about to go full vampire, he like assaults her and tries to bite her neck, and she thinks he's trying to rape her. Is it Amber Mendez? I think so. Well, she's the only woman in The Running Man, so well, it there must we go. be her. Yeah. Yeah, so it's shit like that. And yeah, it's just watching Nicolas Cage become more and more Nicolas Cage. Like, it, like it gets to the point where he's like destroying his apartment. He like has like newspapers paint, like taped up against the windows and stuff. He like has his couch flipped over and talked by books. We could sleep in like a coffin. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds like you're describing a goth. Yeah, Nicholas Cage like running down the street screaming, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire. Him going to like a like one of those like vampire goth stores, like the pre-hot topics. And it's like, oh we got these vampire veneer fangs right here. Um those run you about uh those run you about uh tw- like fifty bucks. He's like he's like, Alright, uh, what can I get for two bucks? It's like well, I got these foldable vampire teeth and just, put, just gives like those like really shitty plastic ones you wear as a child. <laughs> he then puts those in and goes and calls the therapist. Good God. Then goes to a nightclub wearing them, hunched over, walking like fucking Nosferatu. And then murders oh a woman God. by ripping her neck out wearing those fucking vampire fangs trying to drink her blood. Dear. Oh, oh, okay. He then goes this to leave and vomits up all the blood. Yep. Heads home, just like on the way back, uh, finds like one of those, finds like a discarded wooden pallet, breaks a chunk off of that, and just carrying around this giant fucking wooden spike. Having hallucinations, talking to the vampire lady and his therapist. Oh, God. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be bits where like it cuts to him in the therapist's office. The therapist's like, oh, you know, it's a great job, like getting better and stuff. And you see him, he's like all like done up and stuff. He's like, oh, you know what? I have another client. She is perfect for you. This brings her over, but they're about the exact same. And it's him walking down the street by himself, looking horribly disheveled with blood all over his face, screaming at nothing, swinging around this giant wooden plank. Okay. Gets home. The oh. secretary he was abusing, her bro- she tells her brother what happened. So he goes to kill the guy, walks in with, walks in with a fucking like socket wrench. Then, then goes into Cage's apartment, sees it's all destroyed. Pull, like flips the couch up that he was under. You see Nick Cage trying to take this giant piece of wood and position it over his heart so he can kill himself. 
Then the brother just fucking grabs the shit and just forces it into his chest and runs away. And this movie's a comedy. What? It's a dark black comedy. And it is kind of amazing. I mean, Google says it's a drama slash horror. <laughs> You've hurt my feelings, I'm dead pre- man. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I, remember seeing, I remember seeing it listed as a comedy somewhere. You've hurt my feelings, dead man. Yeah, Wikipedia is an American black comedy film. Directed by Robert Bierman. And I believe this is his only film he's ever directed. I can understand. But he has directed episodes of yeah. The Walking Dead, Inspector, Linley Mysteries, The Bill, and Holby City. Linley. 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 Okay. Sorry. The Inspector Linley Mysteries. Yeah, he directed a few episodes of that. Does that mean technically Nick Cage's character, like... Did a bit of cannibalism? Yeah, he's a cannibal. Nick, it's the, the movie is about Nick Cage's character going insane. So the movie is about a Tuesday in Nicolas Cage's life. <laughs> Nick Cage doesn't go insane on Tuesday. He's already insane. Yeah. He owns a pyramid that he's going to be buried in New Orleans. <laughs> what? I yeah, he does. He does. What the fuck? What did did you, why was I not informed of this? How did you not know that? I don't know. Yeah, Nick Cage fucking bought a small pyramid for himself in fucking New Orleans that he's going to be buried in when he dies. He he bought a load of stuff in order to get like in order to be called bankrupt so he wouldn't have to pay taxes, I think. He named his kid Kal-El. Yeah. That part I knew. That part I knew. There's a fucking... There's a person out there. (laughs) Named fucking Kal-El Cage. Oh, man. I think he, um... He bought, like, King Cobras and, like, a shark and an octopus and an alligator as well. Nick Cage is insane. Yeah, and dinosaur skulls, and you know shrunken heads? He wants one, or is one? I don't know. No, no, I think he bought several. (sighs) Yeah, yeah, we're done. Talk about Nick Cage. Vampire's Kiss, check it out, it's a good movie. Caveman, what have you been watching? Your description does not make me want to watch Vampire's Kiss. It's it's a solid fucking insane movie. Um like okay, that so that is that is not that is Nicolas Cage at peak Nicolas Cage. Okay. So I I found this- an article about Nicolas Cage and what he bought in order to become bankrupt. Okay. What what did he buy? Do you want to hear? Okay. One. The first thing. Dinosaur schools. A self-proclaimed history buff, Cage allegedly outbid Leonardo DiCaprio DiCaprio for... DiCaprio? uh, I didn't say that right. Yep, DiCaprio. (laughs) I didn't say that right. Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For a 67 million year old 
Tarabosaurus skull valued at over 300k. He also dyslexic, had dude? other dinosaur calls. Huh? Are you dyslexic, dude? What the shit? I'm not wearing my glasses. Okay. Yep. <laughs> he that, bought that's a two... bit more understandable. Okay, okay, yeah. enough. Enough, enough Nicolas Cage insanity. I, okay. I, 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 after, after DiCaprio. <laughs> um, the first thing I have to do is I watched something inspired by Rascal's Homeland. It was a giant monster movie. Crikey. Oh, oh, no, we, um, <laughs> just say it, just say it. The movie is called Colossal. And I have to preface my entire critique of it with the fact that I could not bring myself to finish it. Okay. I was having a bit of a bad night when I watched it, and I was very grumpy. Oh, yeah. And the movie... The movie is... It it has several very toxic moments. Yeah, that's not the kind of movie you want to watch to, like, pick yourself up. Um... It doesn't know what it wants to be as a film. Yeah. It it's a giant monster movie with comedy and romance elements and implied sexual assault. And It was entertaining, but it. I recommend watching it, but you need to go into it in the right mood and with the right mindset. You cannot go into this movie expecting a giant monster brawl. You can't go into this movie expecting intelligent discourse. You can't go into this movie expecting adults this is a movie about a drunk young woman who comes to the realization about what a monster she is when she's drunk literally and then her man child best friend who literally says i'm tired of being the nice guy as a nice guy who actually managed to you know ask a girl out instead of just being the nice guy and expecting them to fall in love with you. It makes me mad whenever I hear a downright asshole declare they're tired of being the nice guy. Because, hey, nice guys out there, if you're doing it to get laid, you're not being nice. You're being manipulative. I don't think you really need to say that. Well, apparently they still haven't realized it. No, like for our audience of like seven people. Yeah, I know. But seriously, um, I hate most of the characters. Um, the only ones I like, uh, were the girl who reminds me a lot of Zoe Deschanel in a good way. Uh, Um, Anne Hathaway? But it's yes. just the way she looked in this in this movie. She reminded me a lot of Zoe Deschanel. Like, 
I don't know if it was just her hair or what, but like, and then there was um someone else. Let me see if I can't. You know, funnily enough, Wikipedia says this is also a black comedy. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Um, I I watched some of this too. I got um about to the halfway point before like the drop hits. Like I think I got to the point where it was like she, her showing her friends that hey I'm this giant monster. Yeah, and then she falls on a building. Yeah. Yeah, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, it's Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, the only other character I like is um, Tim Blake Nelson, who plays Garth, because he like. Uh, oh yeah, that guy. Best friend character, uh, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis, basically is horrible, monstrous asshole, and Garth calls him out on it and walks away. And that's when I stopped watching. Like, well, that like I didn't get to see any more of him because he wasn't in any of the scenes after that point. He was almost the leader. Yeah, yeah. The Hulk villain. He's like the Hulk. He's like the Hulk, but in his brain. So he's like Gray Hulk. <laughs> now yeah. Gray Hulk's also a fucking idiot. One of the Hulks is intelligent. Professor Doctor Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, it's Professor. The Red Hulk. Hulk? Oh, okay, yeah, Professor. The Red Hulk's a different person. And the Gray yeah, Hulk I just isn't. Realized that the Gray Hulk isn't an idiot. What are you talking about? The Gray Hulk's a mob boss. No, that's Joe Fixit, not Gray Hulk. Isn't Joe Fixit Gray? He is gray, but the Gray Hulk and Joe Fix are two different people. Well, two different Hulks. The Hulk is weird. Hulk is Hulk is weird. Um, but yeah, colossal. Go into it with the right mindset. You might enjoy it. I didn't. It actually actively made me angry. Um. Yeah. Onto something that didn't make me angry, which is weird because it should have. Spy Kids Mission Critical. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, you fucking saw this. This is a Netflix show as far as I'm aware. I don't know if it's on any other service, and I don't care to find out. I'll check. Um, And it's surprisingly well-written, entertaining. The voice acting is mostly solid. The animation's pretty good. It is not. Uh, the story is... It's, it's, it's a mediocre spy movie. Like, So it's a Spy Kids thing. Yeah. It woo. Like, oh, yeah, this is a main, Netflix original. Yeah, I I actually enjoyed it. My only thing is, if you're a continuity nerd like me, you're going to be really mad with how they basically just poop on the continuity from across the movies. Because they, they don't acknowledge the continuity at all. Like, they mention shit from the first movie. But they act like the kids have just always been spies. Also, I feel like we should say that it's animated. Yeah, it is animated. Yeah, yeah, it's this is CGI, CGI kind of. Yeah. Um, Not traditional two D. Nope. Um, there's no, there uh, is what I would only assume for Rascal would be an offensive Australian stereotype. Um. Which one? Uh, there's a character named I. Th- think ace yes ace 
who uh, they they all get code names, so I don't know their yeah. half of their real names. Um, I just I'll I'll run down the cast. So you got Carmen and Junie, who are the same ones from the first movie. Like their personalities are the same. As it, for the first movie, they haven't got they don't have any of the growth they got in the later movies. Oh uh, wait, just just before before we move on uh, with the Australian thing, Vegemite. Oh yeah. Vegemite. Yeah, that's actually about the level of accent and personality from Ace. So hey, people, but, so hey, oh, movie studios okay. out there, do you want a bad Australian but don't want to pay somebody else? $200. <laughs> I'll take one job a month. But um, then there's Glitch, who is an ADD computer hacker, um, like, like, like super weeaboo. Oh fuck! Because she doesn't oh. have a Japanese accent at all. Oh, fucking but weebs. like, she's got like, she looks kind of Japanese, and she's got like blue fucking hair, and over her spy uniform, she's got like this really colorful top, which is like, hey, do you want to never be able to sneak anywhere? Hey, fucking kawaii in the streets, but sugoi in the sheets. Then there's Ace. Who is their marksman with a cannon? He's supposed to be like yeah. an expert marksman, but he carries around the equivalent of a bazooka, a laser yeah, bazooka. Yeah, you know, yep. not that a lot sounds... of people with bazookas are what you call snipers. Yeah, he's the. I didn't say sniper, marksman. He's a marksman. Yeah, he's he's, he's the, the he's a marksman in the same way like fucking I can ride a motorcycle with training wheels. <laughs> I would love to see you wipe out on a motorcycle with training yeah. wheels. <laughs> I would, would, I would like to hilarious. walk again. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh man. Um see, you want a motorcycle with training wheels, see what you fucking do. I'd be terrible. No, um Did I give personality for glitch? Yeah, she's like she's ADD computer hacker. It's like that's yeah. that's her personality is ADD computer hacker. It's a fucking weeb. Um, Ace's Ace's personality is super cool whenever he's around anybody else, but filled with little things that make him a massive loser. So honestly, he's the most one of the most realistic people because <laughs> he works really hard to cultivate this image of like ultimate cool guy, but he's got all of these flaws. So like, fair like like that's the closest we're gonna get to realism for out of a person in this show. Um, then we have Sir Awesome. What? That is the name of a character. He is actually of African descent, but he speaks with a British accent. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, given the way uh, Africa was colonized, that's actually somewhat believable. Um... Who he's like? I think he's supposed to be like a third generation spy or something like that. Who his thing is British stereotype spy. Uh, That's okay, my okay. entire personality. We must stop. We must stop this has, from acting his plan because it's almost time for tea. <laughs> he has a tea and sugar dispenser in his sleeve. <laughs> Don't say he's always queen. carrying a teacup. <laughs> I, I should point out this is a comedy. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Intended, this is like a kids' this cartoon. Is a right? kids' cartoon yeah. comedy. Really? Okay? I thought this was. I thought this was like a. I thought it was like a serious noir story. 
I would actually love to see these characters. You know, along the along the lines of 1998's The Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but Sir Awesome. One of the one of his selling points is that he speaks a bunch of languages, including his own made up one, which they actually find use for in the first episode. (laughs) it's it's really it's really stupid i I love it um and then there is the only character who actually makes any fucking sense as a spy and that's scorpion because she is a highly well-trained martial artist of very serious mindset get over here has and has reason to infiltrate she's a girl um, but she has reason Get over to be here. In, I don't know. She has reason to be in multiple locations. Just have Rascal say it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rascal. Come on. Get over here. I could do like a. <coughs> Get over here. No. But um, like she's also Russian and she's a model. <laughs> So she has reason to go anywhere in the world and get invited to all these high class events. Blues because boy, she get things over here. Which is get like over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Um, Dostadanya, yeah. you are being toasty. I, I'm just waiting to, I'm waiting till puberty kicks in, please. <laughs> but yeah, just like five more she's years. the only one who actually makes sense as a spy, <laughs> and the only reason she winds up on the team is because Junie and Carmen are in a competition for who should be leader in the first episode, oh, and Scorpion shows up, and Junie's just like, she's on my team. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It. It. Yeah. It's. It. It's lazy at times, but other times it's actually pretty decent with its plotting and like I. I really. I, I watched all of the episodes, and when I got to the last episode, I went, "Oh, this is the last episode." Instead of, "Oh, good, it's the last episode." I was actually disappointed in it be that it was the last episode, and then I had to check myself and I said, "Wait, are this is Spy Kids?" We're disappointed? <laughs> okay, I guess we're watching season two then. So, question. Um, Animation-wise, how is it? Because looking at the images, it looks about Jimmy Neutron level. I'd say it's it's better than Jimmy Neutron. World's better Have than Jimmy Neutron. Have you seen Troll Hunters? Because I think that's probably the best yeah. CGI I've animated I've seen in a while. I actually would say that it's kind of comparable to Troll Hunter CGI. Ugh. The weird thing, the thing that bothers me, no, there's one thing that really bothers me, and it's that they've went out of their way to give textures to the characters' lips. Oh, like the lips have textures. The skin is obviously textured once you like actually you're you're watching it for a little while but everything yeah. else kind of has a really plasticky feel to it yeah for the lips the lips they gotta be really accentuated but, like, the characters all like they actually like it, it looks like they put effort into the characters but everything else looks plasticky <sighs> I mean, um, yeah. which leads me to our main villain the Golden Brain. <laughs> the whole reason why the Spy Kids become a thing is because the Golden Brain, a super brain programmed with all the spies' knowledge, becomes self-aware, builds a robot body for itself, and then launches an attack on the OSS. 
So the OSS has to institute the Spy Kids program, and the parents make Carmen and Junie the leaders of Mission Critical without any oversight from anyone else, and, like, without anyone else's opinion. So actually, one of the points of the show is other adults trying to, like, get Carmen and Judy, I like, either just test them to see whether they're worthy, or just get them kicked out of Mission Critical entirely. Well, yeah, fair. They're children. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's not to replace them with adults. It's to replace them with other children. Because the main conceit of the show is super spies can't change their tactics. Even though... Super spies always change their tactics. It's what they do. Yeah. I can understand the idea that they're too well-trained, but... No. Um, (laughs) I've found a photo of um, Golden Brain. Uh... (laughs) You have to share it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Share it Um... with the class. Share it with the class. Uh, It's it's literally... it's It's the official photo... Um, I just wanted to say he kind of looks like he's got a toilet for a head. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck. That is... <laughs> yeah, it's not a great design. The Ninja Turtles a had a more yeah, menacing look- brain in a jar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not a great design. Hell, it's, on, it's, the it's, uptick, it's, on the uptick, he's super strong and he carries a lightning cane, so there's that. Hell, looking at any no, image... He's not they, threatening. Looking at any image out there for this show looks not great. I don't think it was too bad, but I, I, I'm not the person to ask about animation quality, because the only reason I noticed that Beck Mongolian Chop Squad cheaped out at times was because there was literally heads just floating in the water. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at an image that just looks like action figures standing in a cardboard box. Just ramrod stiff, no... They don't, they don't look alive. They look like hosts from Westworld. <laughs> They look better when they're moving, is all I have to say to that. Um, That's another thing about this show. Everybody, it seems like everybody is always moving in some way. It doesn't seem like they're ever just willing to let the characters just chill, unless they're sleeping. And that comes up a few times, because their sleep cycles are consistently disturbed. (laughs) That's a plot point that they just can't get a good night's sleep. In one episode, it's a serious plot point. Just son of a bitch, let me nap. Oh, is it that like that like like stereotypical like oh I'm too tired to function yes. kind of episode? Yes. Yeah. Right, fuck you. Fuck it. God damn it. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about, I haven't finished this season, but American Netflix finally has Black Lightning, and oh my god, do I love this show. <laughs> I literally watched 10 episodes in a night and I don't do that okay. I love this show Um, it's a little heavy handed with the racial prejudices it's a little like stupidly overt okay the... so it wasn't just me no it's I am a black man I, I do not, am not look like it. In case you couldn't tell. But, but I have several <laughs> friends who do look like it. I have friends 
from some of the more racist cities and states that do look like it. He's from the South. I have never had one of them hop on a call with me and say, Motherfucker, I just got pulled over for the third time this month because some... Yeah, N-word. They, like, I don't use it, but they would. Because uh, some N-word hold up, held up a liquor store and the cops pulled me over while I had my daughters in a minivan and was wearing a suit. Wait, I, that, was one of the, that was one of the complaints I had when I, when I talked about the show with you initially. And you were like, eh, hold up, that might not be... Yeah, my I had to watch it. Yeah, I know. I'm because just, I'm just it was the way the cops acted that really threw it from this is this might be okay to oh my god, this is stupid. Because you first off, you didn't say he was wearing a suit. Yeah, I did. You did? Yeah, I said he was I in a fucking tux. Saying... <laughs> yeah, he, no. It, he was going to a fucking like it, he's going to a dinner at his high school. It is over the top with like and. Thankfully, it's not all the cops, but still... Just the whitest ones. Actually, a couple of the black ones are pretty bad. <laughs> but, like, like, the first guy was, like, this overweight asshole oh, wearing a was, fucking poncho he, with, like, like, like wireframe glasses. Yeah, picture the whitest guy you can. And then make Go one step above okay. and Easy put done. him in a uniform. That's this guy. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the guy who <laughs> on weekends oh on weekends he wears he wears uh, pastel polos, khakis and uh like halfway to thigh high um fucking sandals in sa- yeah, socks in sandals for a barbecue. With okay, wait, pack. wait, wait. Does he say fiddlesticks? He's the no, kind No, he just he, he just gives dirty looks. Yeah, he Okay. Yeah, he's he's not he's not he's not fucking like Pleasantville white. He is. Yeah. Okay. He's not the harmless white dude that you know. No. 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 He's the white dude who has one black friend. This is no, no, no. It's it's worse than that. This is the white dude who voted for Obama, and he thinks that makes it okay for him to be racist. Ah. Okay. I get it now. Not even. Not and like not even both times. I voted for Obama in his second term. No. No. Second term. Oh, I voted okay. for Obama in second because, like, he, like he knew that Obama was going to be elected anyway, so he was like, "I'm going to vote for him just so I can say that I voted for him." Yeah, like that could be that could be about as I want guy. about all those black people hanging out in my corner. I think they're selling drugs, but I don't know. That's this white guy. Uh, okay, all right. I I have identified the white guy in my mind now. <laughs> good. So then, make him a cop and put but him yeah, in a poncho. Okay, yeah, now he's a like, cop. Yeah. Um, it, it is, and like, the stupidest thing they do, they drag him in front of the witness and ask, is this the guy? Yeah, like, like they, like they, like that they, is they, so dumb. They pull him out of the car, put him in handcuffs, drag him back to their car. Yeah, cause what are you going to do if he is the guy? Well, let's put him in the back with the witness so he can kill her. Yeah. Then it was like, it was like, not even rolling out, not even rolling out the window. <coughs> just like, hey, is this the guy? Then she just like shakes her head, like, "Well, sorry about that." Undoes the cuffs and then walks away. Move along, sir. I said, move along. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dog. Meanwhile, one of his R's is recording all of it. So one of the cops pulls the gun on her. Yeah. Yeah, which does happen. Which that bitch, does actually happen. Which bitch? The second that footage gets uploaded, in about four weeks, those officers will be demoted to desk duty and suffer no other consequences. Actually, given the current climate, it'll be a lot worse for yeah. those officers. 
especially where I left off in the series, because a, a new deputy chief was named who actually gives a shit. <laughs> so, positives? Uh. <sighs> now, Black Lightning, awesome. Like, um, like the character dynamics are really, like, genuinely good. Not kids TV show or superhero show good, but genuinely good. Like, I... It's kick-ass. I <laughs> hate the wife. Oh, me too. Okay, me too. Just, just, see, just see what page we're on with her. Yeah, no, um... Well, let me rephrase that. I dislike... The way she forces her opinions on others, but I can understand her perspective. I can understand, what I can't but like, it's not understand, at all. What I can't understand is the rampant hypocrisy. Yeah, it's terrible. She is, she is very hypocritical. Um, she only wants her husband to be a superhero when it benefits her. Yeah, like, like one of the main reasons. I don't mean like, oh, honey, I need you to use your lightning powers to do this thing that I could easily do myself. No, I mean like our daughters have been kidnapped. Suit up. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, honey, there's a gang war brewing outside. Nah, bitch. Honey, the man who killed my father is still alive. You I best don't be taking that fuck. suit off. Your powers are drugs. Go back inside and go back inside onto our house so I can continue not being your wife. The best thing, the absolute best thing, the woman is a danger junkie. Yeah, totally. She was she was not in his life pretty much at all for the entire time since he stopped using his powers till the start of the show and then the moment start shit start getting real hi i'm just moving back in yeah just gonna move back in uh there's gonna be several tense moments where we almost kiss oh i love your body but <laughs> never yeah. at no point like like no point is she willing to admit that she's back with him because he's back in the suit she is the worst like She's not the worst. There's several worse characters, but I, hell, I think, like her. The I think least. I think Gamby's worse than she is. Gamby's pretty bad too. Gamby is pretty shitty. Like Gamby, at least w was honest about like why he was doing things in the end, but he still lied his ass off a lot. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to trust your Alfred when your Alfred is doing dirt behind the scenes. <laughs> And in contact with a lot of the people that you want to kill. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that was another thing. What do you think about all the murder? I like it. Because, specifically, Black Lightning does not kill anyone. The only times anyone gets killed as a like in in like directly as a result of black lightning or when he's wrestling with someone and another motherfucker comes in and just sprays the area with bullets. He literally grabbed a dude to use a human shield the first episode. He did not grab him to use his human shield. I wa I watched that fight twice. Yeah. He then he then, he then was, fucking he then fucking Hadouken the dude into a into a transformer. He survived. How do you know? We never see him again. Cuz we see a guy get thrown in Hadouken into a fucking car. 
No, no, actually, after being see, levitated for a few minutes. <laughs> no, we see we see that guy get lifted up by the lightning. At which point we at which point when he's dropped, we see his shirt melted into his skin. Yeah, and he survived. So I'm just like survived. Because Gambi like, has this big point of you can't kill him. It will darken your soul. It's like, bitch, have you not watched so. the other episodes? I'm just going to go with he's he hasn't actually, like, he hasn't been the direct cause of anyone's death. He's it a CW superhero. They kill at least seven people a season. Blah. All of them do, even the <laughs> Flash. Now, now dude, I, I will say this. Logically, he killed a bunch of fucking people. Because the amount of current he was putting through those motherfuckers to make them flip like oh, they yeah, did defibrillation, was man. enough to stop their hearts. Yeah, that's a fucking... Yeah. Th- th- but those, those motherfuckers are dead. the show says they survived. I'm just gonna, like, hold my hands up and go, okay, he hasn't got any kills yet. Yeah, just the end of, for, the end of every fight scene, it's like, well, nobody's dead, but my golly. <laughs> they I don't all think have they can use fingers. I don't think they now. can use their fingers anymore. They all have heart conditions. Uh, <laughs> that guy... That guy is probably going to be in a wheelchair. And, uh... <laughs> he needs help breathing. Uh, can someone go help him breathe? <laughs> yeah, sure, no. Amon just pulls out, like, a, pulls out like a respirator. Gamby shows up to every crime, every fight scene shortly after um, Black Lightning yeah. leaves and just goes around restarting hearts. And just yeah, he walks around with people he, back. He walks around with a spool of fine Italian leather full of full of medicinal equipment. He's got like rows and rows of like adrenaline shots for people. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know the uh. backstory of Gamby. How he went? How he went from a fucking basically the Kingsman on a smaller budget. Uh, so the final thing that I need to talk about, um, they finally put Legends of Tomorrow on uh, Netflix. So yeah, yeah. I'm about I'm about two three episodes into that. No, I'm so happy it's so back. Good. I'm kind of hating the interactions, but I love where they're going with Rory's character. <laughs> Just like like it's kind of become obvious. That he's addicted to the drama. You know what I mean? He's writing a novel. Like, he's addicted to, like, oh, I have to defeat this asshole. Now I have to defeat these assholes and reclaim this magical MacGuffin. Oh, now we must kill this asshole. Like, it's quite obvious that, because every time it's like, you don't know what I've been through to find these evil beebles. Wait, and it's Rory? like Yeah. Um Why why are you doing a John Noble voice for him then? Because I I don't Because he's going that way. <laughs> no, his whole no, his whole <laughs> thing is I'm gonna get drunk I'm I'm going to drink. Can I not drink? I'm gonna fight. It's not working? Okay, fire. No no no. When I say Rory, I don't mean Mick. I mean Rory as in the guy who played Rory on Doctor Who. Okay, Rip. Yeah, him. Okay, Rip. Yeah, Rip is. Rip's not around. Going a lot. insane. Rip's Going not insane. Yeah, Rip's at not the around. point I am. At the point I am, they just uh, threw Rip into time jail. Okay. Um, like he's losing his directorship. 
yeah, I am. I'm a bit further ahead than that. Uh, there's an episode that I've yet to see um, called um I think I think it's called um featuring John Noble, where John Noble, the voice of the main antagonist, is a character. Cool. Which is great because John Noble's kind of great. Uh, the rest of the cast is still fantastic. Oh god, I love Legends of Tomorrow. So fucking Legends of Tomorrow is great. Oh, and fucking um, what's the name of the ship again? Uh, Gideon. Gideon, yeah, Gideon. The character Gideon shows up again. What do you mean? Remember in uh, season two, I think, where like a uh, Rip goes into some kind of weird coma and ends up like meeting the personification of Gideon. Yeah, she shows up again. Awesome, she was hot. Yeah, she's great too. <laughs> just like, just like Gideon, the character is great, and they they just have her voice voice actor occasionally just show up on set. It's like, hey, what's up? I'm your ship. Oh fuck. Have you watched any of Legends, Rascal? Nope. Then it's that's your assignment. Good. Yeah. It is on Netflix. I know Rory from Doctor Who, <laughs> and I knew who you meant when you were talking about him. I I I was assuming he was talking about Mick. No, I love Mick. Mick is awesome. Yeah, like I said, uh, Mick's writing a romance novel. Like my favorite moment with with Mick was the vampire episode. Because <laughs> yeah, no, he's fucking reading Bram Stoker's Dracula, and from the implications, <laughs> it's the first time. So he's exploring some deeper side of himself, and it's so good. Yeah, he has fucking reading glasses and shit. <laughs> oh, I love the show. They get to the end, they're about to die. It's like two pages left. <laughs> One page shaking around. I was really worried that he was going to rip the last page in half while <laughs> he was like shaking around on the ship. I was so worried that he was going to rip the page in half and just like huck the book at someone or something. I thought it would have been funny. Like, not, not necessarily like. They they probably wouldn't have done it, but it would have been funny if like everybody else was doing like the Star Trek shimmy as like the ship's fucking shaking around and you just sitting there fucking stone faced. <laughs> <laughs> Not moving at all, just the camera shaking around, he's just completely standing still. <sighs> That's one thing I like about legends. When their ship is getting shot, their bridge isn't exploding. It's just shaking. Yeah. Like that's I really hate that in Star Trek because it's like that is the least safe bridge I've ever seen. Yeah, but to be fair, that bridge does sometimes explode because they are the bridge is very much in the front of the ship. Yeah, but they have good reason because this isn't it's not designed to be a warship. Yeah. Though seriously, am I the only one who saw the fucking Andromeda? Like the TV show? Um like Gene, that's the that's Gene the Roddenberry's time force ship. Yes. That's the Time Force's ship. Hmm. Like, it, it looks like a slimmed-down Andromeda to me. Or am I, I going crazy? I don't know. I, I haven't... I, did, I think I watched two episodes of Andromeda, was confused why there were two of the same character, and then stopped watching. I watched, like, four seasons of it. Yeah. For me, that was Farscape. The Jim Henson Company produced Andromeda. See, for me, that was Stargate. Stargate, too. 
Yeah, I, I really love the Stargate episode where it, where they're essentially like pitching ideas for like the fucking they are they're pitching ideas for the Stargate movie or something, and then one of the ones was just they ended up making Farscape because two of the main <laughs> characters from Stargate are the two main characters from Farscape. Farscape. Ah, uh, I love weird, stupid nerd in jokes. God, I miss the good old sci-fi. Yeah, it's the like... fucking shit from Andromeda. It just brought up the images, and it's just like a slightly modified version of the shit from Andromeda. Share with the class. I don't want to. Well, fuck you. You're gonna then. tell me because you're gonna be like, oh, I don't see it, and then I'm gonna be like, fuck you. No, I'll fucking, I'll fucking see it. Come on, share it, you bitch. Fuck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anything else been watching then? Uh, no, that's it. Alrighty then. That is the Andromeda. And yeah, I don't see it. That is the Legend <laughs> oh, of the no, Mars. Oh no, yeah, I see ship. it. Yeah, it's the same fucking ship. Yeah, isn't that also kind of like yeah. a warbird? Yeah, it's also like a similar design to a Klingon warbird, but the Klingon warbird is more efficiently designed, so there's less like support struts spanning around but then it doesn't look as fancy it also doesn't look like a sex toy what the fuck that is just a dick <laughs> that is a dick with a fucking yeah. clip beam <laughs> what did you just say clit beam yeah that's a thing no it's not it's a little nub that like comes out the front that you just fucking put on that bit and then you're just like what Dead man, you have an interesting knowledge of anatomy. I've seen dildos before, man. <laughs> I can give I can find you dildos with competitive rates. <laughs> so this is our porn cast, obviously. Not necessarily. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rascal. Uh, the episodes you've been in have included Fisto, the fisting robot, and a discussion about fucking dildos, apparently. So much, and porn as well. Moving that on. also this time around. <laughs> Does everyone be watching then? On to news. The news, yay. So first up. No more porn. Leica. The studio behind Kubo and the Two Strings, Box Trolls, Paranorman, Coraline. They've announced their that their fifth film has gone into production. Ooh. What do you mean, Lakia? No, Laika. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, right now, this, right now, the movie is only known as Film Five. Okay. Uh, so we don't know anything really about it yet. Um, or, yeah, or too much about it. Like uh, we know, so. We have a very brief description of the story. Uh, it goes, quote, Bursting with humor, heart, and a profound message of acceptance and finding one's place, the, the animation team at Leica is thrilled to bring this globe-trotting comedy adventure to life. Yes, yeah, so the movie's being directed by uh, Chris Butler. Uh, oh, so it's the, Operation Overdrive, the movie? Yeah, sure. Yes, yeah, so the movie's being directed by uh, Chris Butler, who did Paranorman. Uh, with a voice cast that includes Hugh Jackman, Zoe Saldana, and Zach Galifianakis. 
involved. Why do I recognize that name? Uh, Hangover? Nope, never seen it. Uh, Funny People? Nope. Uh, Between Two Ferns? You can give up because I've probably not actually seen him in anything. I've just heard his name before. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. you know because Birdman. Jack you know, I, is involved. I know him from stand up. I think it'll be a musical. I've enjoyed his stand up before. That's yeah, yeah he's also the problem. Joker in the Lego Batman movie. Oh, that's probably that's probably where we've heard his name from. Yeah. So, uh, movie. This film was originally supposed to be coming out um, May this year. <laughs> but, yeah, that ain't happening. And no other, no follow-up yeah, date has been announced it. yet. Okay. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm excited for it, but, I mean, what's there to be excited for right M- now? More Leica? Yeah, really. Leica has made good movies, so this, might, so this will probably be a good one as well? Yeah. It's like, hey, Disney's making a new movie. And then people get excited. You don't know what it's about. Get fucked with Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mouse owns my soul. Ha <laughs> 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 bitch. You're mine. <laughs> Welcome to the club, motherfucker. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do a Mickey. I can't join in on this bit. <laughs> ah, anyhoozle. Moving on to very odd news. So Netflix and DreamWorks Animation Television mm-hmm. uh, have announced that they're teaming up yet again for a new animated series based on Fast and the Furious. Oh. Yeah. Is it is it going to be like an action cartoon? Um yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm? Y- yes. So, unless it's like those Hot Wheels cartoons, I don't care. Yeah. So the new yeah, series, like, so the it, new series Hot Wheels? uh will be following Dom's cousin Tony Toretto. <laughs> okay, yep. As he tries to follow in the footsteps of Dom and the Fast and Furious crew. Tony is recruited by a government agency to infiltrate a racing league to help take down a crime organization bent on world domination. Oh fucking Christ. So this is based okay. on past so this is based on every Fast and Furious post Fast 8. Okay. Cuz like Fast 1 cuz like Fast 1 was just a but just like hey, we're doing crimes. Fast 2 was stopping a mid-level crime boss, Fast 3 Another mid-level crime boss. Uh, Fast 4 was a higher-level crime boss. Fast 5, again, upper tier. Fast 6, a super soldier trying to make a super weapon. What? That's a bit of a jump, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was uh, Luke Evans, I believe, and his crew of elite-trained special forces drivers. Trying to steal the components to make an EMP bomb, I think. <laughs> there were so many Fast and the Furious movies. Fast and Furious <laughs> 7 
was about the crew fighting Luke Evans's brother, Jason Statham. Yeah, yep. I and it ended name. with yeah. Dom using his street god powers to break, to cause a parking structure to, to collapse to, de- to defeat Jason Statham. I want to walk away, but no matter how far away I get, I will still hear you. It is headphones are attached to my head. It is a, <laughs> and that bit is preceded by the line. You got to remember, in a street fight, the street always wins. At which point he stomps, and then just seismic shock. Fast oh, Eight was about Dom working for dreadlocked wearing Charlie Theron, who was using computers to hack cars to make a wave of zombie cars. Yeah, this is gonna have superpowers. Yes. <laughs> There's gonna be superpowers yeah. in this show. There basically I'll, I'll are. Have you seen any of the movies? No, I stopped watching when it stopped being about racing. So you I have seen some of the movies. Three. I stopped at Fast Three when they were still normal people driving cars with nitrous. <laughs> That's when I stopped watching this nonsense. Tokyo Drift was really good. <laughs> Yeah, Tokyo Drift was a lot of fun. I think one of the best. I think. I think that. I think, it sounds like a venereal disease. What Tokyo? Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, Tokyo Drift. Like, oh, I'm afraid you got Tokyo Drift. <laughs> like, here's here's some penicillin yeah. for that. <laughs> Go home. Don't leave the house. Yeah, just just be careful around automotive vehicles. <laughs> your genitals Walk drift and until if you, they're facing sideways. And if you feel your car fishtailing, just you know, stop the car, step out for step out for at least thirty seconds, <laughs> and avoid parking structures. <laughs> Fucking Christ! Okay, so they make. So yeah, stay tuned costume. for that uh, coming soon, as well as Fast and Furious Nine and Ten coming out April twenty twenty and April twenty twenty one. Okay, we've still got a few years. Yeah, that's to wrap up the trilogy that was promised to the late to the late there, Paul Walker. I would say the late great, but he's not that great. You say trilogy, but there's more than three movies. Oh no, it's you break it up into arcs. Oh, yeah, we are in we are in the um, yeah we, we are in the post Brian O'Connor arc right now. After yeah, after Paul Walker drove off into the sunset with Mia and their child, um, then we kind of entered the new arc, which was Fast Eight on. I know too much about these movies. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to something I know less about, um, Nickelodeon has announced that they're reviving Double Dare. Oh Lord. For really? Those, yeah, for those who don't know, Double Dare was an old uh, 90s uh, game show. Uh, it was one of their longer-running ones. It ran from 1986 to 1993 um, alongside Guts and Legend of the Hidden Temple. And it was just, hey, kids do gross things to win prizes. And the host of the show had obsessive-compulsive disorder, so he was just constantly washing his hands. So they just... They're going to revive it out yep. of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the future. <laughs> Nothing dies. 
Yeah. Ever. Yep. Brawl necromancers and our entertainment. Yep. And this is the world we have wrought. Yeah, so speaking of nothing is original, nothing stays dead. Ardman is making a sequel to Chicken Run. Oh, yeah. No. I, I saw this. Yes. After 18 years, we're getting a sequel. Yes. No. Yes. Yep. No. Yes. Yep. No. Yeah. You can't stop no, that. If I, if I say no enough, then it doesn't exist. Oh, no. honey. <laughs> You're not putting... No. The news is done. We're g- good. Goodbye. See you. Uh, See you no, next we're not. Time. <laughs> we're done Thanks when I listening. fucking say we're done. <laughs> Support us on Patreon. <laughs> we're done when I say we're done. <laughs> So details are currently scarce with the movie, um, with the movie not even ready to hit the markets at all. Um, but according to according to the Hollywood Reporter, um, Ardman is developing the picture alongside Studio Canal, uh, which has partnered with his most recent fucking partner with for, more, for its most recent titles, as well as Path, which co-financed the original alongside DreamWorks Animation. So DreamWorks fucking knocking it out of the park. Chicken Run sequel, Fast and Furious animated series. Wait, is it um, is it going to be claymation? Uh, yeah, it's Ardman. Yeah, Ardman prefers yeah, to do. Okay. Yeah, Ardman was Leica before Leica. This is yeah. what I get for supporting early man. Yeah, this is your fault, caveman. <laughs> Only your this fault. This is my fault. Yeah. This is my fault. It's your fault and your fault alone. I said it was shit. Oh, um, okay, that's that's a thing. So apparently Chicken Run is the highest grossing stop motion animated film of all time. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, actually. N- Beating yeah, out not- Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Wallace Were-Rabbits, Coraline, yeah. Corpse Bride, The Box Trolls, Paranorman, Shaun the Sheep, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Kubo and the Two Strings. Fuck, man. I'm not- <laughs> I mean... Oh, it, it was got it was a good movie. It's good for kids. Yeah, and then final piece of news it's coming the out of Escape for kids. Yes, yeah, so final piece of news coming out of Reuters. Um, Hasbro owns Power oh. Rangers now. Oh. Oh. Yes, Hasbro has acquired all of Power Rangers from Saban Entertainment. For an estimated five hundred and twenty million dollars, I'm not sure how to feel about this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Dad, I'm scared. Yeah. So this deal comes <laughs> off the heels of Hasbro trying to um, reverse its losses uh, from the bankruptcy of Toys R Us. Wait, Toys R Us is bankrupt? Yeah, Toys R Us yeah. fucking closed down. It died. There was a huge thing about it. Yeah, last year it died. Wow, I really need to read the news more. Hell, it wasn't even in my news feeds when I heard about that. I guess I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm following the industry. So yeah, um, in addition to making the like, toys and action figures and shit for this thing, uh, they will now be profiting from the movies and TV shows. And... Some people, assholes, I'll call them, 
uh, have speculated that there could potentially now be a Hasbro cinematic universe with the Power Rangers and Transformers. Oh my god. No, no. no yeah, no. no. Fuck you. No. Fuck you. Fuck no. 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 We have to stop. <laughs> we have to. We never will, but we have to. Yeah. No one will ever stop because we talked about this, I think, like a couple weeks ago on a podcast or something, but nobody is allowed to make a mid-tier movie anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. every, just e- it, is either, it is either some indie bullshit put out on some fucking platform or whatever, or it is or it the most expensive movie ever made. Yeah. Nobody, yeah, nobody except for fucking Bloomhouse is putting out fucking smaller movies. Anyway, moving on. Some new releases for this week. Fucking nothing. No new releases. Unless you want to talk about Tully, the movie whose poster is Charlie staring with a bunch of stickers on her fucking face. The hell is Tully? Yeah. A new comedy from Academy Award-nominated director Jason Reitman, Academy Award-winning screenwriter Diablo Cody. Yeah, why did you Marlowe, Academy Award winner Charlize Theron, a mother of three including a newborn, is gifted a night nanny by her brother, Mark Duplass. Hesitant to, hesitant to the extravagance at first, Marlowe comes to form a unique bond with a thoughtful, surprising, and sometimes challenging young man, young nanny named Tully. You fucking asked. I know. Yeah, you did ask. I'm sorry. You did ask. That's your own fucking fault. Yeah, I did. My bad. I shouldn't have asked. Yeah, that's the only (laughs) other thing of note, kind of, maybe. The cleanse. The new diet of. Yeah, it's a movie (laughs) about one of the shitbags from fucking Big Bang Theory. Like, I think eating a pig slug. It's a comedy horror movie. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. And the director's first film. Who is also the screenwriter. Yeah. Mm, oh, yeah, okay. It's gotten decent reviews. Oh, all right then. I mean, I guess not bad for a first break. Yeah, and that's about it for this week. I just want to talk about that movie. I just want to talk about a movie about the main character from Teen Wolf working at a taco joint. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk about any movie that you're going to suggest because I know what hell that leads me to. Oh, you only know the surface of hell. (laughs) (laughs) And then next week is also nothing. Yeah, which I, I guess that makes sense. The Avengers just came out. Yeah, yeah, nothing. There's really gonna be nothing for like. There's gonna be competing. nothing till Deadpool two comes out. Yeah. And also, I guess it's really not movie release season. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit early. It's a bit early. Yeah, getting around like June and July, they'll probably get, start getting like the real shit out there. 
Yeah. Unless you guys want to talk about breaking in uh, a a movie that the poster of is Gabriel Union holding a fucking lighter with the with the words "Payback is a mother" spray painted across her. No, no, I don't. No, no. Next Mother's Day. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> he will come and find you, Dan. I'm um, a Billy Burke's in it. No, I will just quit, and then it'll just be you. <laughs> Oh no, Harry, That's please, the whole don't reason we needed a third. Come on, it's Billy Burke. <laughs> Billy Burke's good at stuff. He's in Revolution. I don't care. <laughs> Remember We've that show about robots sucking away electricity? God, Revolution was fucking weird. Like. <sighs> Revolution was initially interesting to me. <sighs> Just a world without power. It's usually usually the usually the apocalypse is a world without power, but that's not the reason it became a post-apocalypse. It's like they're, they're losing power is a side effect of the other thing happening. But then it's but then yeah, it's just hey, tiny little robots got released into the atmosphere and fucking eats all the eats all the electricity before it gets to the stuff yeah um okay yeah yep do you mean like they eat the cables or no they eat electricity they eat the last of my energy because I'm seriously I'm pacing around so I can stay up until we are signing out yeah well, that's going to do it for this week. Thank God for joining us. We'll be back. We get to go to bed now. We'll be back in two weeks' time with an episode of the DesdorBrods.com Movies and Television Podcast. And between now and then, though, we got stuff coming out. I don't know. The porn cast will be a thing. You joke, but... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no. I joke, but next to me, I have me notebooks. Links. I They'll have... be sending me links for Big Booty Bitches 7. <laughs> that is pedestrian, man. <laughs> oh, if we're doing fine, sorry. this, we're getting deep. Horror story. I'm sending you I'm sending you fucking links to the SpongeBob porn parody. <laughs> no. No thank you. No thank you. Y'all want to watch a fucking dude come out of a fucking infected no. Simpson ass no, I don't even squirrel? want to I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> it's the there stuff. is a line, and it was five miles back, and you've crossed it. It is the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> yes, the SpongeBob porn parody is the them. stuff of nightmares. I. This is. Until this then, is... I'm dead. <laughs> I'm Cave. I'm Rascal. You agreed to do this, Rascal. We'll see you guys next time. I know. All <laughs> of you can go to hell. Yes. <laughs> <Pay us. laughs>